right, guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 55 of Beef's Beef. Got a, another returning guest here, my cousin Jerome Nally. How's it going? Hey, what's up, Brandon? So, um, mostly going to talk about uh, fantasy football. Uh, I know I have a lot of people that listen that like fantasy football. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure there's a person that I know that pays as much attention to it or knows as much about fantasy football as my cousin uh, as my cousin does. So he was the first person that I thought of to have on here. So uh, I did want to touch on the game a little bit, and I know we were just talking about it. Um, you were drafting and stuff, and after a part of the game, you were like, eh. I was at the game. I had no choice but to watch it. So. <laughs> And I'm not one of those people that's going to leave early. Yeah, it's time to stop watching for me. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was, overall, I said it, I, I was I was happy with uh, Jawan Pass. Um, I thought he made some good reads. I thought he made some bad reads as well. I mean, it's obvious he threw two, two picks. But I felt like his game really went down when the offensive line either tired down or just stop being able to, to contain uh, Alabama's defensive defensive line. And it showed because, I mean, we had the key drop at the beginning. It's third and three. He throws a ball right on the money, and the ball's dropped. That's probably a touchdown right there. And I don't want anybody to think me saying this stuff is saying that I think we would have beaten Alabama. Alabama, that's the – I was telling you just a little bit ago, That's this is probably going to be the best team he's ever had. They're a different level. They're on a different level. Yeah, this we've never seen an Alabama team with all that talent have a quarterback like Tua. And he's got two wide receivers. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> he's got two wide receivers. And I, I I already told him in person or you know through text, but I'm giving props to my buddy because he called it on that on that uh, SEC preview episode. That for those of you that listen to it, he called Jerry Judy being their next. He says that he's going to be their next receiver, like Amari Cooper. Julio Jones and, and, you know, going in that and Calvin Ridley, you know, coming out and getting drafted high. He's, he called him before the season. And he and Devontae Smith just absolutely killed Louisville. And I, I don't know. Jerry Judy is a monster. Yes. Their whole team just full of monsters. So, I mean, there was there was a couple plays I felt like could have gone either way that would have changed the, the score. And I think we – to me, honestly, I think the game should have been at least within the spread. If, if the things would have gone the way that we thought they should have. Uh, I mean, those drops were bad. Uh, that pick six was bad. The kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, I, I don't, there was a lot of things that were correctable mistakes, and that's why I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down on this team. No, I mean. Uh, especially after watching what just happened to Florida State. We were just watching the Florida State game before we came on here. And, I mean, they was final was 24-3. to Yes. And they lost at home to a team that was – preseason rank behind them again I don't put too much stuff into preseason rankings but when you lose at home the way they just did they did, they couldn't even get they ran a what was that probably about an 85 80 yard run at least yes. and got it inside the 10 yard line and then in the score they fumbled the ball <laughs> they just couldn't finish they couldn't finish possessions they got inside the they got inside the 10 yard line twice once they missed a field goal the other time they they fumbled the ball in the 10 it's I don't know Florida State may be in trouble yeah, I think we're uh, we got pumped back up a little bit after getting smacked around by the best team in the country. Yeah, I mean, I I think I told you I may not have, but I mean I told other people. 
from watching us the other day, and this is going to sound crazy, if we just lost 51-14, I really don't see a team on our schedule other than Clemson that I don't think we could we sh- we could be. Right. Uh, I mean, we played the best defense, and to be honest with you, like I said, until they stopped blocking, Juwan Pass looked comfortable. He was making great reads. He was hitting people in the numbers. He was making great passes. The biggest thing, our running game's got to show up. You have 26 rushes for 16 yards. That is ridiculous. That's, I mean, that's terrible. And something I'll reference, I'm not saying that this team has as much talent, but you look back, uh, what was it, four years ago when USC opened with Alabama in this, in this kickoff game? Mm-hmm. They lost 54-7. to Wow. I didn't even remember that. Ended up going 10-3 and and winning a ball game. So when they beat Penn State? I believe so, yeah. And so for some of the fans that think the sky's falling, the season's not over with. I mean, we, we have very winnable games on our schedule. Now, if we did something like this against – or if we did like what Florida State did today, right. then I would be worried. Right. But we played the best team and probably – and maybe the best team he's had because of the quarter, the dynamic he has at quarterback. And, yes, we got absolutely killed. I'm not taking that away from the score or anything like that. But, man, the season's not over. I'm not ready to give up on the team, to be honest with you. Not even close. No. So, um, – we're uh, we're gonna go through some rankings of players. We're gonna he's gonna give you some sleepers that that he, he has. Um, maybe a, a guy that he thinks is kind of overrated in, in in certain things and stuff like that. And, and like I said, if if you're a fantasy football person, hopefully you have t- a draft tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you'll be drafted soon. Mine's actually Wednesday. Oh, that's I'm good. doing it. I'm doing it today. I've done one already and. You helped me a lot in that one because, I mean, I had people that I wanted to draft, but I'm texting him like, all right, my pick's about to come up. And he's like, well, who's left? Take one of these guys. And I was like, all right. And if you ask me, I feel like I got a, I feel like I got a, a lot of really, really good players. Um, I mean, heck, I got Le'Veon Bell at five. I told you that, and you said, is it too late to sign up for that league? <laughs> who are you drafting against? Yeah, he's I like, asked. who are you drafting against? And then I told him who my brother picked to pick after me, and you were like, yeah, who are you drafting against? Like, because <laughs> my brother got uh, had the sixth pick and got David Johnson at six. My number one player. Yeah. So we'll we'll start at the uh, we'll start with kickers because we're not going to really dive into kickers that long. <laughs> yeah. So we'll I mean we'll start at kickers. I'll go I'll go ahead and give you my top five. Um, one is Goskowski. I think it's hard to really rank kickers because a lot of times every once in a while you'll have people like. Uh, Who's the guy that actually passed away? Played for the Titans a few years ago. Was played at Trinity. Uh, he had a, like a twenty-point game, and Justin Tucker's had a few good games. But really, it's it's like okay, you. I don't even. Yeah, I pick hey, a kicker, but you, then I just drop him whenever it's his bye week and pick up another you one. You go for that. a high-scoring kicker, a high-scoring team, and take their kicker. That's yeah. the best route. So I have Goskowski is my one. Justin Tucker actually I have is, is two. Uh, three, I have Greg Zerline. Four, Matt Bryan. Five, Jake Elliott. I probably would have moved Dan Bailey up there more, but I mean he got cut. Wow. I liked. I don't know. I've, it seems like Dan Bailey. Every time I've seen him, I feel like Dan Bailey's always had. He's an all-time percentage leader in NFL history. So I mean, that's why I have you on here because not that's <laughs> kind of surprising that Dallas would cut him. Man. Yeah, it's it, and it came out of nowhere. So 
Who who would you who do you have at your five? Um, I, to be honest, I did not rank kickers. Um, because I, I I'll be honest with you, all of my drafts are over with, so I don't even draft kickers. I, I kind of treat it like you do weekly. Yeah. Um, man, unless there's a fee in your free agency, there's no sense in not streaming a kicker. So, like, try to draft a guy and watch as much as you can. And I know this is a late podcast, you know, yeah. for, for giving fantasy advice. Uh, I just – I would rather take someone with high upside later, you know, and see how they play in the preseason instead of taking kickers. But, I mean, with that said, you take Gustowski because New England's going to score points. You take Tucker because Baltimore's going to kick field goals for some damn reason. Um, Zerline's got a leg out of this world, so I have to agree with you on him. Um, I'm trying to think of a team that I think you know nobody. I actually said something in one of your. I wrote something on. You know, I like Chicago a lot this year, and I'm either dead right or I'm really all the way wrong about Chicago this year. I mean, the rich get richer, I guess, with your opinion. It's not like get Khalil Mack during the weekend. Right. So, I mean, that definitely is not going to hurt them. So, I mean, you know, there's so many options at, at kicker. I mean, you definitely want someone who makes over half. But uh, the the rookie for Philly last year. Uh, Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott. I mean, he's got to be top five. Yeah, he was pretty clutch. I had him at five. He's pretty clutch. Um, oh, and then Boswell. Nobody knows, and that's a Stilters kicker. Nobody understands how Pittsburgh's field is, but for some reason, there's a an architect to thank for this. One end is like a vacuum, and it is like the hardest place to kick in the world. Like the other end, you never see, you don't miss extra points. You, you get on one end of that field, I don't know which end. I don't know if it's north, south, east, or west. I don't really know. Yeah. But there is one end that is like a vacuum, and that thing goes everywhere. And for some reason, that kid knows how to kick in it. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen one of these years. Hopefully, we can uh, get the first, you know, get a bye and be playing at home, and it actually matter. Maybe still one from the. <laughs> from the Patriots. From the Patriots, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I'd have to put him in top five because he – and Dan Bailey, obviously, he's going to be picked up. I I kind of feel bad for him if it is the Jets. Rumor has it that that's where he was today. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's going to be snatched up this week. It's not like he's going to have to learn a playbook or anything. All he's got to yeah, do is – Yeah, he's kicked the ball. Kick the field goal, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – <laughs> Moving from there, I, I kind of want to go in kind of reverse order of the kind of lower. So we'll go kickers, defense, okay. tight ends, receivers, uh, or I'm sorry, tight ends, quarterbacks, and then receivers and running backs. Okay. Fine. So we got defense next. I got uh, Jacksonville at one. Yeah, that's uh, two. I actually have the Rams. I think they're they're too much talent. Uh, yeah, I mean they got a lot of great pickups during, a, during the it's, offseason. It's the same for me. Those two. Uh, three, I have the Eagles. Me as well. <laughs> Four, I have the Vikings. And then five, I have the Chargers. Now, see, I, I, I switched off of the Vikings um, just because I know everybody's kind of taking them. Yeah. 
And a team that I streamed last year after having the Jags in almost every league, I drafted the Jags. And a team that I'm on, they did lose a cornerback. I can't remember his name. That's terrible that I can't. Um, but who knows, starting cornerbacks for every team. Uh, <laughs> they did lose one of their shutdown corners, but they de- drafted the kid, Derwin James, who both of we were just, yeah. just talking about. I mean, unbelievable value, 17th picks, what you said? Uh, yeah, 17th right, pick right before Jair. So, I mean, they've, they've got two of the best pass rushers, the Bosa kid, and I can't even think the other dynamic pass rusher they have. Just unbelievable pressure that they get. And then you've got a center fielder, a young center fielder like him. It's just unbelievable. So, don't get in a panic when defenses start flying off your board. Because, I mean, you could still get Denver, who got Chubb, and they still have decent cornerbacks. Uh, they're actually going to be able to run the football. We'll touch on that later. Uh, and they have a quarterback. So, you could get Denver, but my sleeper defense is going to be the Bears. And, I, it, good Lord, I need to adopt that voice. The Bears. Yeah, yeah the Bears. Yeah, I, need to be, I need to adopt that. Uh, but, that, they stole Khalil Mack. And you, what's his name, Roquan? Roquan, yeah, Roquan Smith. They drafted him, and their defense was top ten last year already. Yeah. So, the by the way, the defensive end was uh, Melvin Ingram. Thank you. Yeah, Mel, Melvin Ingram for the for the Chargers. Yes. Because I actually, uh, I'm almost positive I got the Chargers defense because you were like, hey, if they're still available and you need defense, take the Chargers, and then you you brought up Bosa, and I didn't even think about Derwin James being yeah. there. Yes. I, I really I, I love Derwin James. I well, love Derwin James's game when he was at Florida State. Me too. Man, you know, like uh, the year before, I was on the the Jags. I said next year nobody's going to draft these guys, and we're going to get them late. I have a partner uh, in in one of my leagues. It's just kind of fun to do that. Uh, it's it's also challenging for him and me both. Yeah. But like I kind of do a I kind of start then. And then uh, I go all the way up until the draft, and then I give myself like a little mini vacation. I don't even listen to anything about football for like two months. I don't even want to hear anything about it, besides the occasional tweets or whatever. But I don't write about it, talk about it, anything. But San Diego getting Derwin James, unbelievable value, and the kid is, he's a stud. Yes. I can't imagine. I mean... I hate to bring him up, uh, but to be all over the place the way he is, he's reminiscent of Palmalu. I'm not going to say that he's going to make that type of impact. He may on a different level, but he's going to be very good. Do not draft the Seattle Seahawks. Let them surprise you if they can. <laughs> so, <laughs> But stream defenses also. If you don't get one of the top, Stream them. Don't don't worry about a defense either. Don't don't you don't have to go out of your way to draft one. So though. you're saying don't you don't normally draft defenses either. You just unless you ha- unless it's a requirement. Well, now I will draft a defense because uh, last year the Jags giving you sometimes twenty and thirty points was just yeah. insane. So yes, if you can get a value, you know. If you're in the 13th round, nobody's taking a defense. Yes, by all means. If you're getting somebody that's going to give you 10 points a week, a lot yeah. of people don't get that out of their second running back. Yeah. So yes, you you definitely. I would I would take my defense before I take my kicker, and a lot of times I just don't draft a kicker. Like I said, I will, 
But if I can't get one of the top defenses, I, I kinda hardly I kinda hardly ever freak out. I mean New England after the first seems like the first three or four weeks, New England kinda always gets it together and they become a streaming defense. Uh, you know, there's gonna be a team there's gonna be teams that jump off the board or just have good matchups like uh, this week they're saying don't play da- daily fantasy football if you don't know who the streaming defense is of the week in which the Buffalo Bills are playing the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Nate, Nate Peterman threw five interceptions and a half last and year. And a half, yeah. And that's the Buffalo Bills starter. So there you go. Baltimore is the streaming defense of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the, this isn't fantasy football stuff, but you said you saw a guy that took a uh, – a plus 110 bet on over-under Buffalo winning seven games, and he bet six grand on it. Yes, on that, Twitter. That's whoever, I guess he got it in Vegas or something. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, I think he, he it's it's legal in Jersey. I'm not sure if it, yeah. where, he, where he got the ticket. He actually posted it. I just don't remember what hotel it was in. But the fact that that bet was even out there is absolutely nuts to me. Me the, too. <laughs> the, the, I mean, they're going to, unless we're just completely off, they're going to be really, really bad. I mean, you can't just lean on uh, LaShawn McCoy that long uh, with virtually no offensive line. I mean, I'm not sure they lost the, our, our center. I say that. Our uh, Eric, Eric Wood. Wood. Yeah. Um, but they'd also traded away their starting left tackle. And then they give away their quarterback, which you know maybe maybe not be the best quarterback ever, but he actually starting for the Browns, who uh, I think he's going to have a good year. I but. like him myself. I mean, Al- Peterman is not an upgrade over him. So Buffalo, pl- please don't draft any. The only the only angle I could see by drafting a Buffalo Bill at all on your roster. Would be Kelvin Benjamin because he's tall. Charles Clay, if you need to fill in at tight end, because they're going to be behind and they're going to have to throw the ball. So hopefully he doesn't throw it to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you're saying you wouldn't even take LaShawn McCoy? I do not want a Buffalo Bill on my roster. Actually, it would make me. I, I might quit. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, I kind of see it because one, he's already kind of injury prone anyway, going from high school to college and everything. And I think he's even gotten hurt in the NFL. Well, he's past the magical age of thirty for running backs too. Yeah. That's, you know. And then you put it, you put it in that aspect where he's already past that age, and it's not going to help him. It's not like he's a an athletic freak like Adrian Peterson was. Right. Or or, or is or yeah or is because he would he went to Washington. Yeah. Right. So, you and his offensive line, just like you mentioned, is awful. Right. So, if it wasn't bad already, it's gotten even worse. Now you don't have an offensive line. Yes. So, I get where you're coming from with so, that. So, I mean, trust me, if he goes in the fourth, if he's in the fourth round, because somehow people magically hear this podcast and think that I'm a genius, then I mean, sure, take a gamble on him. But I mean, I kind of put him up there with like. And for totally different reasons, I kind of put him up there with like a Josh Gordon. You, you're that's kind of like you're taking a risk, you know, if you take him. But 
there's outstanding upside. But yeah. don't don't take LaShawn McCoy in the second round. I wouldn't. There's I, like I said, I would quit if he was my starting running back, or actually if he was my number two, I'd be pretty upset. So, uh, your your top five defenses, you had Jacksonville, Rams, Eagles, top three? Yes. And then who was your fourth? The Chargers. The Chargers mm-hmm. was your fourth, and who was five? The Bears. The Bears. That's okay. just a sleeper pick. I wanted to kind of narrow that down a little bit, but we actually got into it deeper than I thought we would, So, which is fun for me. So. Yeah. So, moving up to uh, tight ends. I, I'm just going to go on on a limb and say we probably have the same number one. No. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we don't. We don't. No, I'm sure we don't. I'm going to take Gronk. I know you will. And well, well, you know, there's Travis Kelsey 2.0 that doesn't get injured in Kansas City, but that's not my pick. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah, I actually have him at two. So, and see, most people have Kelsey at two, and they call him young Gronk. Yeah. Um, I actually have one Gronk, two Ertz, three Kelsey, uh, four is I have Greg Olson, and then five I have Jimmy Graham. Okay. Well, I went one Ertz, two Gronk, um, and the only thing with Gronk is the injury prone. That, yeah. that is, you know, I also, and the reason I'm low on Kelsey at three is just that's silly sounding, but uh, because. The guy is unreal. I mean, he has Gronk's mentality. Even I don't know if anybody else can see that or whatever, but he, he's just a football player. Um, at four, I went with Ingram from New York. Yeah. Uh, the kid's just a stud, to be honest with you. Uh, and your fourth was Carolina's guy, yeah, right? Yeah, Greg Olson. Yeah. Age injuries, I. They actually drafted a tight end out of Indiana, and I can't remember the kid's name, and surely I know I have a list that would give it to me. Um, But that kid can play football. I'm not sure that this would be the year. Of course, who could ever predict an injury? But that I kind of try to stay away from guys that I know their time is limited. So, And Ingram has huge upside. Um, But my fifth one is Trey Burton and I knew, I, knew, I knew that one was going to come in there for you because um, I actually got him as my tight end in that in that draft right um, because of how you were talking about him and uh, uh, Ian Thomas is the tight end that uh, Carolina got yes thank you Ian Thomas so I actually drafted him um, putting my trust in you so I'm not just by the way I'm not just having this podcast with him and saying hey you guys should listen to him right I, I took his advice, and, I mean, I've done it in the past and done very well with the stuff that he's told me. So um, when, I, when I did research with, with him to before, I just said, hey, you want to do a fantasy football? I know he knows his stuff. So I'm not just saying this because I don't actually take his advice. <laughs> I, drafted, I drafted Trey Burton myself. So um, I, knew, I knew he would come into the into the picture at some point. Well, see, to me, though, he's not even a sleeper. I, I know you asked me to give you a sleeper, so with each, kind of with each position, I'm just going to go ahead and throw my sleeper in there, which Burton doesn't qualify as a sleeper to me. If you don't know about Burton, I, I understand, but I'm going to throw one out there that you may have heard of. Um, George Kittle. 
from San Francisco. I know my buddy John's going to love that. He's a big San Francisco guy. I believe he was an Iowa Hawkeye. Uh, he was a rookie last year. And the, by the way, I just read this. I did Rookie rookie tight ends hardly ever break out. There are a couple this year that are really good. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I think, is the best one who also went to Philadelphia. Um, but Kittle, Kittle was a red zone threat with Garoppolo, and San Francisco kind of struggles in the red zone, so I can see him being a you know, one of those late round steals that you're like, oh my God, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Um, it's it's mainly just a hunch, but he's a talented guy. He catches the hell out of the ball. He blocks. Uh, so I just like him. I mean, he's a football player, and I, that's it's kind of the kind of guys I like at tight end anyway. So say again who who your top five was in order. Uh, yeah. Zach Ertz, Gronk, Kelsey. And the thing with Kelsey, like I said, I love him. He could be number one on that list easily. Or two. You'd almost have to say 1A with Gronk. Whatever. I mean, Gronk should be number one on everybody's list. Minus the injuries. But I don't trust Mahomes yet. And it seems like Mahomes can throw a deep ball better than he can throw a pass over the middle or even a screen pass what I've seen out of him so far it seems like he can throw a deep ball and for most of the times when you're a quarterback in the NFL especially a young quarterback a tight end is your best friend so you yeah. would think it would be the opposite for me I don't know what I've seen out of my homes to make me think I don't like it so much for Kelsey but that doesn't mean moving out of your top three if that guy's around in the third end of the third round fourth round Take him by all means. It's it's kind of like picking apart the top four running backs for me. It's just you got to find something, you know, a reason. But then Ingram was four. Burton Trey Burton was five, and, and of course I know I'm leaving out, you know, Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, and Jimmy Graham. The high yeah. touchdown side. Another guy, Cal Rudolph, for Minnesota. For Minnesota. Yeah. The reason I like him, I know they have the two highly paid wide receivers. Um, Kyle Rudolph has huge touchdown upside. And Kirk Cousins, for some reason, loves tight ends. I, you know, he made Vernon Davis look like he was still young. Vernon Davis has been in the league since like 2003. Uh, yeah, he's been in there for forever. So, I just had, that's just another one of those. I've got a feeling things, but again, Trey Burton at five. I like him fifth. I, I'm ecstatic getting him in every draft. I'm happy with it. So that way I don't have to quite reach for a tight end. So the, my only reasoning behind putting Ingram out of my top five is I worry with with them signing Odell to that big contract and then you have Sterling Shepard as your second receiver. I just worry. And then you draft Saquon Barkley who is also supposed to be a backbone of that of that franchise. I just worry that he's not going to get the ball as much. Enough balls to go yeah. around. That's that's my only worry. I'm not saying that, that he is necessarily bad or by, by oh, any means. Well, no, no, no. I just, that's the only reason why I moved him out of my top five because I just worry that he's not going to be able to. the targets to, aren't going to be there. Yeah. So, next we'll go uh, quarterbacks. 
Okay. Um, I'm guessing we both had the same number one on that one with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, yes. We yeah, did. we have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I actually told you this. Um, I don't. I don't know why I'm saying it. I don't. I don't want to give away too much because I'll, I'll actually I'll just touch on it later. Okay. I'll touch on it later because we're going to talk about other things later. I'll just touch on it then. Okay. Uh, two, I have Brady. Me too. Uh, three, I have Deshaun Watson. That's where I feel like we'll probably what we'll, we'll differ. And I went with the house and and took Russell Wilson. And I we talked about it. I I've had Russell Wilson one or two times, and neither time he has done me well. I believe Seattle's going to be in for a rough season, and he's going to have to throw the ball. Um, another thing that actually hurts him is um, their star receiver. Uh, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin uh, is questionable the first couple of weeks. He said already that he is going to have to play all season hurt. So then, I mean, you've already gotten rid of Jimmy Graham. Yeah. But, you know, of course, he does have a little help in that backfield, one of my sleepers that we're going to talk about later. So he's going to have to throw the ball. And I said, I we talked about it earlier, I think Russell Wilson is better under pressure. And, and by that, I, I said, don't mean You said no, you thought he played better without an offensive line than with a defensive line. Like when they're, when they're pressuring him more and moving him out of the pocket, he, he thrives on that. Yes, he does. And That's going to happen a lot. Yeah, and you, you, the thing you brought up, you were like, it seems like you'll look at him halfway through the third quarter. We'll have 175 yards. By the end of the game, we'll have 350 and a couple touchdowns. And, and three or four touchdowns. And you're like, how the hell did he put up those numbers? You know? Yeah. So, uh, number three, like I said, I had Watson. Four, I had Wilson. So, that's <laughs> there's that one. And then five, I actually put Drew Brees. Four, I had Watson. Yeah. And even though he's injured, and I believe he would have been hands down the MVP last year. Carson wins. And, you know, he's already not starting game one. Possibly going to miss two weeks is what I hear. Um, I don't know. He's just tough. So he's if, a tough who, guy. if you had to pick, who would you pick your sixth? And this is like, because you're, I feel like it's kind of hard to draft him higher with him being hurt. Well, I. That's another thing. I don't. I don't normally draft two quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, normally, just draft one because there's so many options at quarterback. I mean, this week, I honestly believe Andy Dalton is a stud play. Now, would I draft Andy Dalton for my whole season? No. But they're playing the Colts, and the Colts actually are improved on defense. It's going to be it might be hard to tell, but. A.J. Green's reju- rejuvenated. Andy Dalton, like I said, he's not someone I – but, I, I mean, you know, my list, I have uh, football diehards. Uh, it's – you look at people with, like, 21 and Derek Carr. I, I've already told you I don't like Marshawn Lynch. Um but even any other runner that they have, I don't like them. So Derek Carr is going to have to throw the football. Fantasy versus real football, you got to kind of look at the team. And Oakland obviously got rid of a big piece of their defense. Yeah, and Khalil Mack, yeah. So you think, you know, Derek Carr's down at 21. Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback. No. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like a guy like Derek Carr compared to just move up. I'm going to move up. Uh, I mean. I'm going to say Matt Ryan. Okay. Okay, because Matt Ryan kind of had a down year last year. Did he win the MVP or got close to it two years ago? Um, he got close to it. Okay. So, I mean, I'd almost rather have Derek Carr, but I've heard of people taking Matt Ryan, actually, number one overall at quarterback this year. And I see the upside in Atlanta uh, with Ridley going there, but no. Please do not draft draft Matt Ryan as your quarterback one or with your first pick. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I, that draft that I had, uh, I I took Brady in the third or fourth round. Right. And you were like, that was really high. I said, man, I had to take him there because one, I wanted him as my quarterback, and two, I had no idea what was going to happen in that draft because of how guys were drafting. Like just to give you all some type of some type of uh, look into how these guys were drafted, the first offer overall pick was Alvin Kamara. I, I'm not going to take him one in a. In a I'm, I'm just not going to take him one. Now number two is Todd Gurley, great pick. Right. Number three was I had the fifth pick. Number three was Antonio Brown. Still not a terrible pick right there. Now, even if you're talking about half point per reception or a full point per reception, I mean, you can make a case for taking Antonio Brown that high. I can't. But here's my thing. The next guy takes a guy that's never played in Saquon Barkley and leaves, depending on whose list you're looking at, one and two, one and three, something something to that extent. I got Le'Veon Bell, and then my brother got David Johnson. So the first pick of the third round was Marshawn Lynch. I got Brady in the third round because I remember now. Because the first pick of the third round was Marshawn Lynch. And then the pick before mine was Matt Ryan. So I was like, man, I I had to take him here because I knew he wasn't going to come back around to me because the way that draft was going, it was like, oh, someone's taking a quarterback or someone's taking a defense, I'm going to draft the defense. It's not like you're going to stick to your own draft – your own draft uh, game plan, you're going to – I'm picking something because someone else picked this. So I was like, well, I'm taking Brady here because I know he's not going to make it back to me. And one of the biggest things I tell people when you're drafting a team, period, is draft people you like to watch on Sunday or, you know, of course, Thursday night now, uh, Monday night. But draft people you like to watch play. There's nothing worse than rooting for a guy or a team you can't even stand. Yeah. I mean – that's hell all year. Don't do it. Just don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. But in my opinion, the quarterback position is just so deep. Uh, I really think, you know, because of the rule change, the rule changes, it's even going to be even more so. But again, it matters on your how your scoring is set up. If your scoring is six points per touchdown then that would move a quarterback up, obviously, in the draft. But to me, I, I think you can get a quality starter. I mean, you, you've got to only have 12 out of the 30. So you're probably going to get one by round 10. Just because, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady go, that doesn't mean take 
Deshaun Watson, which a lot of times Deshaun Watson has been going before Brady and Maui. Well, see, Rodgers and Watson both went before him, and I wasn't worried yet because I was like, those are two picks that, like you're saying, I've seen go, go before him. Right. So, I, but then when Matt Ryan was taken, I was like, all right, I got to get Brady here because if if I don't take him, I feel like someone else is going to take him. Right. And I'm not going to. This is probably. I feel like this is probably his last strong year. I think he'll take a decline after this year. Uh, you, you know, I, I wouldn't bet on it <laughs> just yeah. because he's that. You know, uh, I learned. I, I told you this a long time ago. I learned from Larry Bird. I hated Larry Bird because I was a huge Dr. J fan as a kid, and then. Bird was still good for a couple years. I mean, really, really good. And I know how our difference of opinion is on the on the uh, game versus then to now yeah. was. But uh, the thing was, is I didn't enjoy Larry Bird all those years because I honestly hated him because he always beat my team. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, for whatever reason, I guess I've seen that the NBA just kind of it wasn't as bad then as it is now with team free agency, you know, people just leaving, which is ridiculous. And people high-fiving during the championship game when they're losing, like, that is not basketball to me still. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the athleticism. I love the way they play. But uh, enjoy Tom Brady, even if you hate him. Enjoy him, and that's the same type of thing. Enjoy, I'm, like I missed out on enjoying Larry Bird. Enjoy the enjoy greatness because even if you don't like LeBron James, that was the person I was about to bring up. There's so many. Enjoy him because yeah. I'm telling you, they're not always like that. To me, the NBA suffered for years when with Jordan not around, Shaq being the main guy. That stuff was almost unbearable to watch. And and I tell you, Shaq is unbelievable to me. He's he's amazing to me. The guy couldn't shoot free throws. <laughs> no, he couldn't. Uh so, you know, it's I, I love the fact that the bigs can shoot and, you know, that it's not just the oh, let me get down here and get position and score. Like I said, enjoy greatness. That was my point and I'm sorry I kinda got off of it a little bit there, but Enjoy greatness when you see it, and and that's why I cannot bet against Brady. But now I don't want him. To, I don't. I don't want him to decline. Well, obviously, because I'm a Patriots fan. But I have. A, I don't know why. I just uh, what? What do they always say? Uh, Father Tom's undefeated. At some point, it's going to happen. Yes. And yes. now I, I was hoping they would take Lamar this year, and then. Or even get Teddy in a trade or something, but I've, I neither one of thought those. it was going to happen, and I, I, I really thought once once uh, the guy that we got, the um, Oklahoma State kid, I mean, I mean Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph for Pittsburgh. Now um, I thought, and I thought, crap, you know, it's going to be another steal for the Patriots. They got away with, which you did a great interview with Dion Branch. Uh, and ha- I thought they got another steal. I was like, oh, it's inevitable. And then we ended up taking and I was a little bit ticked off about it because I thought, man, we could have really took some guys there that could help our defense now because I feel like Pittsburgh is kind of like 
right there at y'all. You know, right yeah. there. I mean, that was obvious last year. We we talked about that call that happened in the playoff game, and that call should have went your all's way. I but told actually, you, I that told was the regular season. Or, or that was the regular season. Yes. But but that that honestly helped us because still, that put you, it puts you still all, home field advantage. Yeah, it puts you all on the road to play us. Mm-hmm. So that that killed you all, to be honest with you, because it's hard to play in Foxborough, especially in the playoffs. It's it's hard to play there even more even more so in the playoffs. So that you all I agree with you, you all are right there. I mean you all have two of the most dynamic players in football at running back and wide receiver. And Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. So it's 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 tough to guard it, especially with the defense that at New England, like you said, they kind of they're hit or miss. Yes so you know, for us to draft uh our third wide receiver the round before, and then our heir apparent at quarterback. Even though, like I said, I like the kid. I love the kid now, and it's a it's a it's a solid move. You know, you got to keep building your franchise. You have to, especially Pittsburgh doesn't really like to pay guys. Obviously, with Le'Veon Bell situation, um, and it's tough because you, when you have a franchise quarterback, it's just the way of the league. It doesn't matter who your best player is. The quarterback kind of takes the big chunk of the money unless you're on a rookie rookie deal or whatever. So since we're on kind of Pittsburgh and their quarterback and everything, uh, I got a question for you. What with what's happening with Ben and everything like that? Do you think his time is kind of limited, or do you think that you all should maybe kind of start to kind of mold Mason Rudolph at this point, or do you think that you should just ride the Ben Roethlisberger wave as long as you can? Well. Uh- I think that they they are molding him, I, and Ben made a big deal out of it. And the funny thing is, Ben is a team player. If you don't know that about him, I I don't know if you watch football. To be honest with you, he is a team guy. Uh, he made a joke because he was like me. He said the same thing I did. We could have drafted someone to help us now, because he feels like he still has three more years. You never know with that stuff, and he realizes that. He's also very intelligent, you know, football-wise. And they asked him, would he help Mason Rudolph? And he said, I'm not even going to talk to the kid. He wants my job. And he had a... He was kidding. Yeah. And, oh my... I don't know how many sports things I've seen on Twitter within five minutes of the interview. Yeah, they, they were just blowing it out of... Out of proportion when it was really just a joke. They took his words on on what he really said, but didn't add the fact that insert sarcasm. You know, they didn't. uh, Yeah, I I really like the Rudolph kid. I like what I've seen out of him. And the fact that we got that James Washington kid, his receiver, that that is a nice little double up right there for for the future because right now Washington would be our wide receiver three matter of fact he's not healthy right now uh, he may be questionable or whatever this week he's going to be fine but I mean we drafted Martavis Bryant's replacement well but the fact that Juju's stepping in yeah you know he's the number two anyway Juju was the number two last year and what's crazy is you could put Juju on probably I'd say at least half the teams in the NFL need to be a number one receiver. And the, and a lot of people say the same thing about James Washington. That James Washington isn't there yet, but he will be very soon. Yeah. And we kind of talked about Pittsburgh has been very lucky 
I don't know if you call it luck, skill, or whatever, but they've been very lucky when it comes to drafting wide receivers. Yeah, because you brought up Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Antonio. And, yeah, Antonio Brown, because Antonio Brown, you all you all got both of them in the same draft the year after the year that you all let go of Santonio Santonio Holmes, right? Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I once you brought that up, it's something that I mean, it's different because you watch that team all the time and you're. It's crazy because you're as much into that as as I am into like Louisville recruiting and, and all that type of stuff. So like you tell me that stuff, I'm like, man, that's nuts. And then I'll say something to you, and you'll be like, oh wow, I didn't realize that with some of the recruiting stuff. Right. So yeah, I mean Pittsburgh has always drafted. Now you think about it, because I mean, I mean y'all drafted Heinz Ward too, right? Or did you all get? Oh him? yeah. So y'all drafted Heinz Ward, kept him there for forever, and he had great years for you all. And another, he was a quarterback. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> he was a quarterback at Georgia. Um, I remember him very well. He was a, just a tough kid. I think he might have played receiver one year at Georgia, but I know he was a quarterback for sure. But we drafted another quarterback that did well for us, a receiver for several years, Antoine Randall-Hill. Yeah, he, he, but to be fair with him, though, he played everything at, at Indiana. Yes, he did. He, yes, I he felt did. like he, he returned kicks, he yeah. ran the ball, he yeah. caught the ball, he played quarterback. Yeah. Like that guy was literally he literally played everything for Indiana. A football player. Yeah, he that guy was a stud. That, that guy was a stud, and I, I feel like you all got him kind of late too. Yes, because of his size. Yeah, but I mean he had great years for you all as well. So we'll go. Uh, we will. Oh, who's your who's your fifth quarterback? I didn't actually. I don't think I ever heard your fifth quarterback. I did say Carson Wentz. Uh, that Carson Wentz. That's right. But uh, I'll go ahead and give you my sleeper, which I don't. I don't think he's a sleeper, uh, <laughs> and it's not even a burn at you. I, I think you know that I like this guy. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh no! I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is is very very good. I mean, it's obvious we kept we didn't want to get rid of him. Uh, there was some people didn't want to get rid of him. Uh, I think the main man in that organization didn't want to get rid of him, and that's yeah. not taking anything away from Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady's great, but I think Bill is the man when it comes to New England. In, in my opinion, and, and I know you, how much you love Tom, I, and like I said, but enjoy, I, I, enjoy just greatness. Like I, just like I said, Father Tom is undefeated. At some point it's going to happen, and if you can have somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo waiting in the wings – who was willing to stay there? We just gave him a decent contract before that. He was willing. Yes. He was willing to stay there, and then we pretty much gave him to San Francisco. And the, you know the thing, you got a second round pick for him, and that comes with all that stuff that we kind of talked about before. I don't think we talked about it on the Super Bowl preview or whatever. But I told you I thought there was problems in New England, uh, you know, with Kraft and Belichick. And Brady's trainer being another sad, sad show, and the fact I think that Belichick's kind of, which he's let down on that because he was just on the sideline and on the team playing. Yeah. So, um, the fact that Belichick gave him away, kind of, you know, he he said that they only paid a second round pick. And he wanted him to go somewhere where he would succeed. The rumor was that Cleveland was offering two first for him. Now, how you don't take that? Because you love a kid so much, and especially it being Belichick in New England, who capitalizes on everything. I mean, a guy can be garbage for four years. They've got one who may be sneaky this year, Cordell Patterson. 
who was a first round pick for Minnesota a few yeah. years ago. I mean, that guy's six five, and he can run. He's a speedster, like ridiculously fast. And, and somehow y'all are gonna turn him into, and everybody's gonna go, "Oh wow, the Patriots turned Cordell Patterson into a stud." It's like, well, it kind of should have been a stud. Well, I mean, look at Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan did nothing really for the Bills, and then we get him in. Uh, he carried us through a lot of the playoffs. When, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just every year, you know, and it. it a lot of times, it's not a, a, of positions that that you hear about. You know, you, the offensive line and D line. A lot of a lot of people don't know those guys, and it's like you guys pick them up off the scrap heap, and and you get rid of people at the right time. And just the fact of him not to take two first rounders from Cleveland. I mean, obviously, he cared about Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think there was more to it. I think the fact that Kraft had backed Tom with the trainer being able to stay on the sideline when Bill obviously didn't like it, I think it was his stab, just a little stab, saying, hey, we're going to trade Jimmy here. And it just happened. And it was right before the deadline. There was nothing. They couldn't retract it. He couldn't retract it. Yeah. So... That's why I thought, man, trouble in paradise. You know, maybe there's trouble in paradise. But like I said, with all that, all that being said, I think they've put it past him because the trainer obviously was on the plane last week. I don't know if you yeah. heard the Brady interviews this past. That guy was a moron interviewing him. Anyway. You come at the guy on the radio where he hung up on him. Yeah. He, I mean, he pretty much told the guys like, "I don't want to talk about it." Then the guy asked him again, just in a different way. He's like. I just told you I don't want to talk about it. And then he asked him again. It was like five times. And he literally says, well, finally after the fifth time, he's like, man, you guys have a good day. And then hangs up. <laughs> and then you look at the headlines and it's like Tom Brady hangs up on radio interview. And it's like <laughs> any person in their right mind would have hung up on it. it the, yeah, the thing is, is uh, and I heard this, but I can't, I wish I knew the name of the radio station. I obviously need to take better notes. Um, but... Yeah, there's only a couple that he'll do them with, uh, but that station is really controversial with other expatriates. They won't even do interviews with them. With Celtics, they won't even do interviews with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure Brady has hung up on that guy before. He, on, on that on that radio station for sure, and he agreed to to be an exclusive for them. You know, to to hang with them, to kind of try to get them through this rough patch. And this guy, I mean, not that he owes Tom Brady anything. He doesn't. But, I mean, I want to get information out of you. Like, if I'm doing an interview, my job or goal is to get information out of you. You you don't do it like that. Yeah. And you definitely are not going to keep people listening if... You're not getting good interviews. If you're not getting a good interview. He got hung up on. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. I hope that uh, I hope those guys are gone. Yeah, and that's something that I'll I'll tell you guys about. So some of the interviews that I've had, I've told you that I do this because uh, sometimes I'll send you my questions before I do some of these big interviews because right. you're one of the few people I tell before I do them who I'm going to interview. Right. And I'll type up my questions and I'll send these questions to these people two or three days before we even do it. And I. I've never been told that's how people do interviews. I just kind of figured that's what they did. Right. Because you have these guys that are talking on interviews, and they're, it's like, wow, they've, 
they're really ready for that question. And I, my guess is that's what they do. And I always tell the person, if there's something in here that you don't want to talk about or you don't want me to ask, very, I have no problem taking it out of there. Very classy. And like the Dion Branch one, you talked about the Dion Branch episode. I, I put in there the part about him holding out. And I didn't know, you know, some guys probably wouldn't want to touch on that. Right. And he was like, all these questions look great, man. And talked about it and talked about what was going through his head and everything. So the fact that he kept digging like that, I agree with you even more. You're not going to get interviews. Right. Because guys are going to be like, well, if that guy's going to keep pushing that with somebody like Tom Brady, <laughs> this guy's going to ask me anything. Yeah. I mean, what's he going to do with the backup? You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, it's it's like come on, man. Like you're you have your own radio show, so obviously you've been doing this for a while. So I don't I don't know what was going through that guy's mind with with asking that question five three whatever how many times it was. It was more than one time after Brady said I don't want to talk about it. Right. It's something. Hey, I want to get past it. Our team's already gotten past it. There's no reason for you to rehash it. The stuff's over with. Just leave it alone. And it's funny though. Didn't Deontay say that there was no trouble in paradise? Well, not paradise. Didn't he say there's nothing to worry about with those guys? He did. He said. And, and I kind of, I was like, you know, he was there. He knows. And yeah. I, I kind of, he was really uh, more forthcoming than I thought he would be too. You know. Uh, but I, I, I was like, okay, he's gonna say it. He's gonna say it. And no, he he just acted like it was totally nothing. So maybe maybe it was Belichick. Like I said, going back to that, maybe it was Belichick. He really just cared about Garoppolo. Maybe that's the truth. Uh, I it, that's just really hard for me to believe that this that part right there, giving him away for next to nothing. And, and by all accounts that I had heard. He actually wanted to move on from Tom starting this year. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it, it sucks, but I, I like, because you said, I, I hate to say it for you. Yeah, I would like to have Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and I, especially since, like I just said, I, I think that maybe next year is when the decline starts. And who knows? And maybe this year. I, again, knock on wood, I hope it's not. Right. I, I, I don't know. It'd be nice to have Garoppolo back there, especially seeing what he did when he got drafted, when he got traded to he's, San Francisco. He's not Tom Brady, but I tell you, he's a leader. And, and if you watch any insider type of football, if you get a chance to hear him, God, in between the in between the helmet, he is Tom Brady. That kid is so just the simple things. You know, he's not. Uh, he may not be the most talented kid or any of those things, but he's so smart, um, and he's just a great teammate. Maybe, maybe even a better teammate than Tom, because they say Tom could be really tough on you. Uh, Jimmy's kind of more of a cheerleader for all the guys. Yeah. But like I said they don't have a great red zone offense. Uh, Especially now, I mean, I don't think McKinnon's really a red zone target. No, but McKinnon getting hurt's definitely not going to help. They they had they struggled in that at the end of the year last year. Uh, even during that six game, was he? He's undefeated, five or six games. Um, but I, I mean, 
it just comes down to who do you like. I mean, but there's all kinds of guys. Like I say, it you can pick someone, almost any name. Honestly, you could. There are gonna there's gonna be guys on your waiver wire. I don't care if you play in a 16 man league. There's gonna be somebody on your waiver wire that you can pick up. Just kind of go with your gut on that. Yeah, because. Yeah, we'll we'll go into that later because I'm actually going to ask you something else, but it's not going to be a tough question for you to answer. But <laughs> I'm sure you'll probably touch on that part. We'll talk about it later, even if you don't say that. So we'll move over to wide receivers. All right. Uh, we'll agree. I'm pretty sure we're going to agree on one. Number one. <laughs> I number so. number one is your is your guy Antonio Brown. Uh, Ab. A- Antonio Brown is 100 catches. I mean, he's he's going to get touchdowns. He's going to. He's going to be – he's the number one receiver in pretty much every league you're going to see. Yes. Yes. Um, the, the only problem you run into is if – if and someone touched on this at a draft I was in the other day. And if your number one quarterback, if your quarterback, you know, Big Ben's our guy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe we hurry Mason Rudolph in there because I'll be honest with you, Landry Jones is tough to watch. But – Antonio Brown, he's not always wide open. I don't know if you noticed that. And I, you know, one of my sleeper wide receivers or you know rookies, um, I, I told you the same thing about him. He makes catches that he just should not make, and that's Antonio. I mean, double, double and triple coverage. He's not always wide open. Yeah. Um, that comes down to, to. Uh, your quarterback just trusting you to make a play, and that's that stuff's just some of it's unbelievable, really. Uh, but I mean, he's a great route runner. There's no doubt about that. It's not saying he doesn't get open because yeah. he wouldn't get that many targets. So my number two is DeAndre Hopkins in in uh, Houston, who I really feel like has been until last year. I mean, he's had great years. Right. But I really think he's been a product of not having a good quarterback. Yes. And he makes quarterbacks look better because who was it? Uh, the one that got the big contract in Denver. It was really because of DeAndre Hopkins. Or it might have signed in Houston from Denver is what it was. Uh, Osweiler. Osweiler. Was that from Houston to <laughs> yeah. Denver or was it to Denver? Um, it was something like that. Yeah, I believe he did play in Houston. I, knew, I know he played in Houston, but – uh, he he makes quarterbacks look a lot better because he's ridiculously good and he's still not that old. Yes, he's he's extremely young. Yes, and I, that guy you put him on a team like let's say Pittsburgh or New England or you know somebody with a could you picture him in New Orleans with Drew Brees? Oh my goodness! Like somebody a, a team with a, a good quarterback. I never say I hate New England, but I would actually hate New England because if that that would be like Randy Moss 2.0. I'll yeah. be honest with you, I would hate you all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, I wouldn't watch the Super Bowl with you this year. I say that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you put him on a team with a with a really good, let, let's put him in San Francisco with Garoppolo. That would be that would be unreal to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the next guy, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to be. I'll have to check my list because I might have just been smart and switched it. I think I did switch it just a hair, but I mean, the next guy. Who's your next? Oh, guy? my next guy is Odell Beckham. Okay, I, I, 
I went ahead and went with for with a wise guy move with AJ Green, but Odell was who I was gonna refer to. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Odell's the same way because Eli Manning to me is hot garbage. Odell should take the next step. I mean, and that's what the Giants are paying him that amount of money for. Let's face it. They're they're paying him because at this stage nobody has caught that many passes. Um, or before he got hurt last year. Nobody had ever caught as many passes as he had that early. There's a lot of, you know, projections going into, like, a signing like that. Yeah. So so what they're telling him is, we expect you to be maybe not number one every year, but you better be top five. Yeah. I don't know how many outs they got because they gave him a lot of guaranteed money, but it's, it's just kind of unwritten that's what they expect they expect him to be the guy here soon you know and ab can only do it for so long you know like like you said with tom like any football player yeah it's 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 crazy but in that in that list somebody that is a guarantee it seems like every year that is still doing it is larry fitzgerald and we touched on him a little bit when we were just eating earlier right that guy is just he's not one. First thing I want to say is that guy's the best guy in the NFL, like the, the as classes, a person. If you haven't seen stuff about Larry Fitzgerald, do yourself a favor and just YouTube stuff about Larry Fitzgerald. Follow him on Twitter. Look up any interviews you can. Just that's another person that I feel like would go in that. Even though he's not known as like an all-time great, that's another person you'd appreciate watching. Yes. Because yes. not only is he a great person on the, or is a great player on the field, off the field, he's. An even better person. Well, they, I seen something today with with Fitzgerald, and, like, and I know this isn't on our list. And like I said, I went AJ, and I'll touch on him in a minute too. But they said that he does he ever drop a ball? And they showed like five minutes of just stuff at practice and clowning around and just like actually trying to make him not catch the ball. Yeah, he can't not catch the ball. He was a was he a ball, he was a ball boy for the Vikings when he was young. Did you ever know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I see. I remember him in college because he was one. Not I knew him before this, but he was on the front of the college football game. Right. But he has the he has the the NCAA record for touchdown catches in consecutive games. Yes. And he had I think it was something like almost twenty games that he had a touchdown reception in the Pitt Panthers. Yeah, that was back when the Pittsburgh was actually a decent team and. Before they turned into hot garbage, I don't know what happened in Pittsburgh to make them that bad, but they have actually. I, I, it's it's crazy that it, they've gotten that bad like that because they used to put up squads. Man, they had teams. I mean, Lashawn McCoy we mentioned earlier. Yes. I actually saw Lashawn McCoy play his well, they, freshman year. Well, they had him and uh, <laughs> you think about it. Curtis Martin has been retired for a while. I believe Curtis Martin was there maybe a year or two before Larry, but he played college football with Larry Fitzgerald. Curtis Martin used to run for a thousand. It was given that he was yeah. like, he's a dinosaur. Like who's hurt? Like, I forgot who Curtis Martin was until we just started talking about yeah. this. Like that's how long Larry has been great in three years of a hundred receptions. I'm not saying take this guy in your top five. Yeah. But if he's there in the fifth round, no, he's not fancy. He's not any of those things. But he's a 6'5 slot receiver who's probably going to catch 100 balls at 35 years old. 
kind of think of Tony Gonzalez at tight end. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just never stopped. He played 17 years, and he was an all-pro every year. Yeah, and then he went to Atlanta, and it was like, yeah, they were. <laughs> he was an all-pro yeah. there. Like, they, everybody kept saying, this is the year he falls. This is the year. No. When he retires is when it was The stopped. same thing's going to happen with Larry. I, and I hear this is his last year. That's the rumor. And again, I, I'm not, I can't say this enough. If you haven't looked up stuff about Larry Fitzgerald, yes. do yourself a favor and do it because he will become one of your favorite people. And to be honest with you, I don't think he will because he does so much charitable work and everything. I hope he goes into some type of like being an analyst or something. Oh yeah, he, I, he's much bigger than that. No, I, that's I, I, I wish he would, or maybe even just like helping with it or something, because his football knowledge and I don't know, he just he's a great he's a great player. And he knows the game. He's a just a great person. Yes, he so, is. So go ahead. You 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 actually were talking to me about AJ Green. I like AJ Green a lot. Yes. Um, I think he's very, very underrated because everyone looks at his quarterback and says, "He's inconsistent." Well, yeah, Andy Dalton is this or that, and I AJ Green is another one of those guys that just like it seems like if you just throw it up to him, he's gonna go get it. Yes. And you were talking. I'll, I'll let you tell the story. You you said you were reading an article about what he was saying. Um. Well, first of all, with with Andy Dalton. Two times last year, I seen them playing. And this is in the fourth quarter, game on the line, fourth down, and he threw the ball away to stop from getting sacked. Yeah. Why would you do that? You you lose the ball right there. So even if you, you t- why not throw an interception? The game's on the line. Yeah. He did that twice in the regular season. I mean, he is a quarterback that deserves to be ripped. But AJ said that um, he felt like he didn't give it his all. He kind of quit. They had a first round receiver last year that they took, who runs a four two two forty. John Ross. John Ross, yeah. Um, for whatever reason, it's really easy to get in um, the coach's doghouse there in Cincy, and that kid, I think, played the second or third regular season game of the year. It was his first action. They gave him a reverse a reverse pitch. He ran 12 yards, of course. I don't know how someone's seen him, but somebody actually got in front of him, tripped him, whatever, and he fumbled. The kid never got back in the rest of the year. He's their number two now. Their tight end, Eifert, is healthy for like the sixth time, so this is probably his last go at it. Uh, but I like him. I like Joe Mixon, but more importantly, they improved their offensive line. They got two solid starters. They drafted a center out of Ohio State, Billy Price. You, you gotta think that guy touches the ball as many times as the quarterback does. Yeah, it's. They say if you're gonna raise your kid to do anything, raise him to be a center or a long snapper. Guys yeah. get paid a million bucks. All they do is come in and long snap it on fourth down and on field goals. Uh, but center. <laughs> People don't know who's starting center is for people. I, I understand it. But they also got the left tackle from Buffalo, who's a solid left tackle. And that's your blind side for a right-handed quarterback. I, I, I believe there's no left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL. I think I heard that. In the NFL this year? Yes. No starting it? Or just at all? At all. Wow. And definitely not starting. 
because I do think the kid from New Orleans, uh, the backup before Teddy just got, yeah. I believe he was left-handed. And they cut, did they cut him when they got Teddy? I, I don't think they've cut him. I'm not sure what they've done with him yet. I, I thought they're going to have to keep that kid too because Teddy's not guaranteed to re-sign with him, although I think it's kind of going to be in the works. But So I'm high on AJ because AJ AJ's really down on himself for having an all-pro year, <laughs> but his numbers were down, and you could tell, you know, he, it's hard to lose uh, like that. I don't know. I, I believe when someone like him, who is constantly triple-teamed uh, and still has an all-pro year, you know, and he's not happy with it, uh, he actually looks different. His body looks different. Uh, he actually looks a little faster, which he's already a big, strong guy anyway. So, yeah. I mean, he's actually faster. It's like, ah, I mean, like I said, the same thing with running backs, which we haven't got to. You, you've got to find something. Uh, so, that was my reason over taking him over Odell. But, I mean, you, you can't go wrong. And, and when you're picking a receiver... You just, you really hope that he's at least top ten. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, you hope he doesn't bomb all the way. I think my biggest thing when I'm looking at a receiver, and this is probably the same thing that you do, and this may be something that everybody does, the first thing that I look at is, all right, who's throwing in the ball? Yes. Who's throwing in the ball? And with him, Andy Dalton struggles. That's You just mentioned two different or you just mentioned a, a bit, or you said two different times that you can remember of him throwing the ball away on fourth down instead of taking a sack. It's it's kind of like uh, you, you know you, you there's guys that every quarterback leans on, right? And that's his guy that he leans on. It's I mean, it's not a bad guy to lean on when you have one of the best receivers in the league, and he has been for seven years, six seven years right. when since he he and uh, Stafford came out together from mm-hmm. Georgia. I mean, that was a squad too. That's a Story for another day that Mark Rick somehow didn't win a championship with wow. those two and Noshan Marino. Right. Because Noshan was a fantastic running back as well uh, who ha- didn't make it in the league somehow. I thought that kid was a stud too. Yeah, I think uh, he got nicked up. Dude. Yeah, but he, he's just he's been there all the time. You Even if Cincinnati's not been good, you still look up and A.J. Green's near the top for all wide receivers. And that's just like that's just a hunch play. You could, there's, there's a few guys that – Everybody's really high on Keenan Allen. The reason I would take an A.J. Green over Keenan Allen, and I understand if you don't like watching the Bengals and you don't take A.J. Green because of, like I said, take guys you like. Uh, But a guy like Keenan Allen, who I love in San Diego, he's a great football player. It's Los Angeles now. It is Los Angeles. It's Los Angeles now. Good catch. Which I I hate. I, I was... We're talking to you about going to San Diego. I don't know why you would move out of San Diego. That place is Even the players paradise. hate it. Yeah. Philip Rivers still catches a limo from San Diego to there. Which is like, for, I don't know if you know this, that's like an hour and a half drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, he he was on record saying. He, study, I, he studies on the transit. I'm not moving there because I don't want my kids to go to school there. Yeah. And I, I just don't get it, man. So, 
Sorry to interrupt you with that Keenan Allen thought, but you say you like Keenan Allen there for the Chargers. Well, well I mean, so I can see, you know, you taking him or, a, you know, another guy that's up there because he's now Aaron Rodgers, our number one quarterback. And like you say, you know, like your number one things, who's throwing you the ball? Well, Devontae Adams, you know. Yeah. But I look at the player, and if I'm looking at the player and I look at A.J. Green versus Devontae Adams, I've seen Devontae Adams' hands be stoned before. Not that he hasn't improved because he has. He's a top ten pick, you know, at, at receiver. I love the kid. He's got a great attitude too. Um, but Michael Thomas, another guy from New Orleans, they run the ball. New Orleans became a running team last year. Yeah, but you got to worry about Ingram now being suspended. But right. they, and I mean, granted, they still have Kamara, but. Ingram. And they signed Mike Gillisley. Yeah. And they actually have a, a rookie that even I can't even remember the name of. And they they signed another guy, Jonathan Williams, to their practice squad, who everyone had said, and actually he played last year in Buffalo, but everyone had said that he looked better than Mark Ingram. And somehow he got pushed down to the practice squad. It might be because they kept that third quarterback. That, yeah. Um, but I don't know don't get too fancy I guess as far as that goes AJ Green is still AJ Green and just think of it like this Andy Dalton is a starting quarterback in the NFL he he's not the top of the line maybe but he's he's the go-to guy in that offense Joe Mixon's gonna run the ball take a little pressure off of him I think the John Ross kid, just the fact that he flies that much, the, that, that he can run that fast, the safety's going to have to cheat over. He can't cheat too much because if he cheats too much, well, I'm going to throw it to the guy that runs 4-2-2 versus a corner that can only run 4-4. You know, it's going to be kind of simple. Uh, don't get too cute with it. I, and... and Another thing, I, I actually just like AJ Green, so yeah. doesn't mean which is surprising to hear from a Steelers fan. Yeah, yeah, because well, <laughs> he plays for the Bengals. Be, I try not to be prejudiced when it yeah. comes to that. So uh, my number three was Odell Beckham. You said yours was AJ Green, right? So my number four is Julio Jones. So I guess you just move Odell Beckham down the four. Yes, I did. Okay, so my number five is AJ Green. So who's your <laughs> who's your number five? Julio. Julio. I, the thing with Julio that I maybe worry about myself putting him at four, I think he could be still the best receiver in the league. Yes. He still could. He has all the skills. I just worry about the offseason stuff that just happened this past year with the holdout there for a while, and he did come back. and Just run Yeah, I wonder if he's, if he's going to be fully into it. Uh, with him, I don't think you worry about that. With him, I think you worry about the hamstrings. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people didn't realize he was hurt last year uh, for much of the season. Um, but what is it, four, three years in a row, he hasn't got more than, I think his high is six touchdowns. Um, but he catches 100 balls. Uh, a lot of people picked him first in, you know, in the first round last year. And you got to really nail your first pick. You know, it makes it makes it easier. I'll say it like yeah. that. Um, so if you counted on him last year, I 
think he had three touchdowns. Three touchdowns, yeah. So, you know, that's just not the production you want. But if a guy keeps catching 100 footballs every year, eventually he's going to get in the end zone. So you could easily see him getting 10 TDs, and he's going to catch 100 balls a game. He's just too talented. Here's a surprising stat for you. I just just pulled pulled him up. He's had 10 TDs one time in his career. He's he's that's, so, that's why he's never been ranked above Antonio Brown in yeah. my eyes. I mean, you look at you know his touchdown breakdown. Now yardage, he's been high every year. Uh, I mean, his rookie year, he caught eight touchdowns, had nine hundred fifty nine receiving yards, uh, eleven hundred or twelve hundred. Uh, his second year, five eighty. I think he was hurt that year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was hurt that year, so he only had five hundred eighty yards receiving, um, sixteen hundred yards receiving. Almost 1,900 the year after that, 1,409, and then last year, 1,444. So the last, let's just go back to 2013, two touchdowns, six touchdowns, eight touchdowns, six touchdowns, three touchdowns. It's, especially since they got the the two-headed monster running back there in in Atlanta, it seems like they go to that a lot more in in the red zone than they do Julio. Yes. I think that would honestly help Matt Ryan if he went more towards him because – that's a big target to have in the red zone. You kind of can't understand it. And then, you know, Muhammad Sanu's a good football player. He's a nice football player. Great dude. But he's not a number two. So I, I know you're not high on the kid, but I think Ridley is going to help. And for some reason, they, they don't use their tight end, Austin Hooper. Yeah. Which I don't understand it because – he can catch the heck out of the football. So I, I don't really – I'm not sure either. I mean, I get wanting to run the football and milk some clock, especially with a lead. But when you have a player like Julio, sometimes you just got to throw the ball up there. Well, see, you say that with running the ball. Their two running backs catch the ball in the backfield maybe more than any other team. With Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, they're, they're good for – it, I mean, Devontae Freeman's good for me, at least 50, 60 catches a year, it yeah. seems like. And Tevin Coleman comes in and – I mean, Tevin Coleman's going to be a one a one running back yeah. on a lot of teams. There's a lot of talk on Twitter. I follow a few few fantasy football geeks, and I follow the real foot. I think it's important that you actually watch real football, too, and kind of understand it. But there's a lot of people saying that they believe Tevin Coleman – this is the year that Tevin Coleman takes that job. Uh, and it's not happening right now because yeah. obviously they're not going to do that. But they're saying that this is going to be the year Tevin Coleman takes over for him. That's a little early into his contract, but I'm sure they have outs as far as that goes. And it wouldn't surprise me. Tevin Coleman is really talented. And it's funny because Indiana gets credit for him, but really he was one of those uh, guys that came over from UAB when UAB got rid right. of the football team. So. Right. Indiana lucked into a fantastic running back. He was amazing at Indiana. Yeah, like yes. why, why couldn't Louisville get him instead of Jamari Staples? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he, he goes to Indiana, like we couldn't have got him instead of Jamari Staples. Probably could have. Yeah, just and, missed. Yeah, it's it's crazy because could you picture Tevin Coleman with Lamar Jackson? That's that, sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, video games. It is. I mean, if Lamar Jackson wasn't already a video game by himself, him and Tevin Coleman in the backfield. Good lord! Uh, that's that's scary. We might have beat Clemson. 
Yeah, we might have beaten Clemson. Well, was Tevin still there at that point? I think Tevin might have been in the league. That, that might, point. yeah, that might have been Tevin's first year because yeah. I think we get, we had Jamari for two years, and Tevin was only in Indiana for one. Right. So, uh, who? So you, you, who was your number five? My number five wide receiver was Julio. Julio, okay. Yes. So we agreed on that one. Uh, so we'll move over to running backs. I do, I'm, I'm sorry, I do have my sleeper. Who's who's your sleeper in that? Well, you know who he is. I do, but but yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I told you about him in the draft. Um, like I said, I love Adam Thielen, and a lot of people. I mean, I've 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 been saying it at the draft because everybody laughs. I've taken this guy in all three drafts, and there's been one guy that's just like clown me for taking him. They're like, have you even watched him play the past couple years? I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have a quarterback. And they didn't have an O-line. So that's double. Yeah. They didn't have a running game to speak of. C.J. Anderson's decent. Um, Which he's not even there anymore. No. But we'll talk about who he is later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing is, he's moving to the slot. And a lot of you, a lot of people don't don't really understand that but when you move to the slot in the NFL instead of the outside you are getting guarded by the third best cornerback on the other team Emmanuel Sanders gets open against number one corners number two corners because of Demarius yeah um but the fact that he's going to be in the slot he is a much tougher guard than Adam Thielen. Like I said, I love Adam Thielen. It's nothing against Adam Thielen. He's young. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is going to change a lot of games. And if you can get him in the sixth, seventh round, that's where I've been getting him. Uh, maybe a month ago in an auction draft, I, I paid like 16 bucks for him, but I seen... Uh, two other guys that did an auction. One of them paid eight, and the other one paid nine. Just recently, so I mean, there were a couple guys that kind of knew who I liked and who I didn't like. And if I like them, I'm gonna get them. It doesn't it doesn't matter as far as that goes. But I'm all in on Emmanuel Sanders this year. I think I think you'll see pretty quick. Either I'm really wrong on it or. I'm gonna. Hopefully, it's gonna pay off. You yeah. Know, so. So move, moving over to running backs, um, I think we'll probably. We I feel like we've agreed on most all of our number ones. I think we'll probably agree on this one. At least I would guess. I have Le'Veon. No, I do not. Wow, that's surprising. Steelers fan <laughs> and a Patriots fan. You don't have Le'Veon as your number one. So who do you have as your number one? David Johnson. David Johnson. I actually knew that. I don't know why I was because I remember you told me that the other day. I got, actually got laughed at about that, and someone said, "You know, he's coming off an injury, right?" I'm like, "He could have came back last year. They were out of the playoff race. He yeah. didn't. It was a wrist that got hurt, not a knee. So don't be freaked out about him getting hurt. He's got as good a chance as getting hurt as say uh, Todd Gurley, who doesn't really have an injury history. And knock on wood for Todd Gurley there. Yeah. So. My number one was Le'Veon. Number two, I have Todd Gurley. Right. And I'm guessing your my, your number two is Le'Veon. My number two is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Well, this is a little surprising <laughs> for me to hear. Uh, I uh, I I have. I, I mean, Todd Gurley had an unreal unreal year last year. 
and that is um, what was the number? What was the stat? Um, gosh, I wish I could remember it. My brain isn't so much a sponge anymore like it used to be, but he's not going to repeat what he did last year. It's just unrealistic to to if he does, then. I mean, there's going to be goat talk really quick. Uh, yeah. You know, really, yeah. there will yeah. be. Um, he's an amazing back, though. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he could... He... I think I would take him first with no with the least amount of worries because the Rams have a solid defense, which in turn means they're going to be running the ball at the end, you know, to milk a game, to, yeah. to get the clock on. But he's hard to tackle, and yeah. he might just break a couple. You, you might see him get pulled in the fourth quarter a couple of games because, you know, just so he doesn't get injured. But, yeah, definitely, I, I love Gurley. So, my number three, I have uh, David Johnson, who was your number one. I, I told you, and I know this is where I, – I don't know why I've never been real, real huge on David Johnson. I – I guess it's because I just haven't watched him enough. Yeah, and it, that's that. That's probably that's it. probably what it is. But I mean, it's not like me taking Le'Veon over him is a terrible pick by any means. Oh but no, no, I had no. Le'Veon there. I'm taking him over David Johnson. I just I, I haven't ever been really big on him, and it's probably because, well, I, it's the Arizona's not fun to watch. Really, it's they're they're kind of hard to watch in a lot of times. Well, I mean, you're gonna. If you watch them, just know that you're going to see a lot of David Johnson. You're going to see a lot of Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he's, he's amazing, to be honest with you. He catches the ball, and, and I know this is going to sound crazy to you because of what you had said earlier about Le'Veon. He looks like a wide receiver catching the football, and he actually wants to be paid as a wide receiver catching the football, too, which is I get to a certain extent, and I'm all for players making money. Um David Johnson's actually a better ball catcher than Le'Veon Bell. And I don't know if you've ever seen how big of a guy he is. I, I have seen how big David Johnson is, yeah. Yeah, I think you'll have a different appreciation after you watch him this year. So, you're number three. I'm guessing. I'm not going to guess wrong again. I'm guessing <laughs> Le'Veon's your number three. He is. Okay. So, Le'Veon, I mean, I think right under Gurley, I think he's another person you can draft and not really worry. Well, see, and that's why he is third on my list, because I am. Um, you know, this holdout thing is always scary. Uh, he didn't report again today. Uh, the thing with coming in late, and, and this has happened many years, it ha- it's more typical for it to happen to a wide receiver. But the thing that happens, and it's just... it's. The top, my top four, which is pretty much everybody's top four running back. I mean, a lot of people are throwing Kamara in that mix, but um, Le'Veon, you got to find something wrong or something that you you know you got a feeling on. So my feeling is I'm worried about him getting hurt. Um, He's not going to not show up Sunday because he's going to miss out on over eight hundred thousand dollars if he does. So he'll be there Sunday, Um, but. I worry about the injury thing. It's very possible. It just, it's scary. And me being a Steelers fan, maybe I'm a little bit more worried about it that way. I, I'm not sure, but it's a very real thing that happens a lot of times because these guys, 
And trust me, that guy is a machine. He is a workout machine. But when they say football shape, when they say he's he's in great shape, but not basketball shape, that's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Those are different muscles. And, you know, having 300-pound D lineman grabbing you up above while a 250-pound, 6'4 guy is running full speed to hit you, and you're also trying to run away from that big guy holding you it's very easy to see something getting torn you know so that that's what worries me with him that's that's i could easily put you know those guys in any order like you had them you know yeah no problem with it so my fault my number four is the guy you just mentioned alvin kamara in new orleans oh wow yeah i have kamara at four see like yeah, I said. you said there, there's some guys that have in the top five i'm one of those guys well, I said I said that there's a consensus top four, which my t- my fourth is Ezekiel. Uh, he hasn't caught the ball out of the backfield. I think they're going to do a little bit more of that. They're going to have to, um, as far as Ezekiel. But I love Alvin Kamara too. Yeah. I mean, that guy's unbelievable. If if he plays a whole season, like he did, I, I don't think. I think a lot of guys picked him up after maybe the third week last year, maybe yeah. week four. I know a couple of guys that drafted him just because we have sleeper keeper leagues where yeah. if you draft someone late, and there was kind of a little buzz there, but a total dart throw is what it was. Uh, yeah, if he has a whole year like that, I mean, of course he could end up running back one. Yeah. Um, but Ezekiel, I think he's a, a freak. But I also have worries about him. I think I told you about it on the phone. You know, I think three of their linemen are out right now, and Dallas is—that's what they are. They have an old line. That's—that's that's where their money is. Yeah. That's the reason Des Bryant isn't there anymore. I mean, their old line gets paid. Uh, so, that would be my only concern. I'm not even concerned with eight men in the box against Ezekiel. Well, see, that's what I was about to bring up. They don't really have anybody that's going to catch balls for them. Well, a guy that goes undrafted, and if you're in in a one-point PPR league, I've just heard heard nobody say anything about him. His career has like 72 catches. Cole Beasley, there's no tight end there. Jason Witten's gone. Uh, I know people are getting drafting Michael Gallup, who I heard is a talented rookie. Um, And they're drafting the Alan Hearns guy. Cole Beasley's been there. Uh, they've had two years together with him and Dak. I believe he's going to be closer to 90 to 100 catches, and that's just going off of, you know, I have no proof of that. I can't guarantee it, but just a sneaky, like I said, he's going undrafted in every draft I've been in. So if you've got a one-point PBR, I could see, like, spend your 16th pick on him. Just try it out. I might be dead wrong, but I, I'm thinking about picking him up in every league that gives me a half point per reception. So, yeah. so, so that's why you rank Ezekiel up there because you think even if they put it, you think he's that talented of a back that he's still going to do. It. I mean, I, I I know Ezekiel coming out. I hate Ohio State, but I, there's talent there. Uh, he's unbelievable, to be honest with you, and I think he's even more motivated if that's possible. I mean, the kid is, the, the kid's pretty tough. I mean, he had a rough go of it last year. I, 
not saying not saying he's the most upstanding citizen, but he's a young guy. Uh, I mean, some of these people get unreal expectations on him. Uh, I don't think he was guilty of it, and as a matter of fact, I don't think the NFL thought he was because they wouldn't even let the lead investigator, who was a female, even testify on her findings, which is like insane to me. It's like saying, okay, uh, I'm investigating a murder, and I'm a detective, but I can't testify because I think the guy's innocent, and which she, she thought he was innocent. Yeah. Um but not only that, he did other things. But, again, like I said, he's 22, 23 years old. I'm not uh, just – I don't think he's quite a head case like they've kind of made him out to be or whatever, you know, or uh, necessarily a bad dude. I think he's young, and he got a lot of money, and I think maybe he's grown a lot. And, and Jerry Jones, I'll give Jerry Jones a lot of credit for that. He's very good at kind of – getting guys to realize that and if he if they don't he gets rid of them he will he will only tolerate so much of it um so that shows with Dez. yeah yeah yes so um yeah like i said you you could put eight guys in a box against him and if that offensive line's healthy that guy can run for 1500 2000 yards it's he's that talented so I, I may surprise you again here with my number five because of something I mentioned to you earlier, but my number five is actually going to be Saquon. I have Saquon Barkley at five. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's, all, it's always tough for me to put rookies up there because it's something you don't know if it's for sure. But I feel like, kind of like when Ezekiel came out, I feel like he is one of those guys that I feel like it's going to be for sure if he stays healthy, obviously. Is going to be a for sure guy. Right. I mean, he's got great hands out of the backfield. He makes people miss. He's what you've been saying all, all episode. He's a football. He's just a football player. There you go. And I, I mean, him at Penn State. I, I mean, after watching Penn State Saturday, it's obvious that he was the reason that they were where they were. Yeah. Because McSworley, they almost lost to Appalachian State. They ended up winning in overtime, which would have been. The, you know, the same thing that happened 10 years before on the day of them upsetting Michigan. They almost upset Penn State. I worry about the, I worry about the Giants O-line. I think uh, – I've told you this before. I, I think they – I think Rosen was the class. But him and Darnold, you could have kind of like drew straws on. It's kind of like how I do these receivers and the – running backs. The running backs. Like you can – you kind of make a case for either one of those guys. I think the Giants needed an offensive line. Uh, now, that doesn't mean take an offensive lineman. They definitely need a quarterback in the not-so-distant future also. Like so, last, like two years ago? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, Eli's won two Super Bowls, and... It, yeah, I thanks, can't say thanks anything. For, thanks for reminding me. I can't yeah. say anything bad. Right, right, right. <laughs> Another secret stab there. Yeah. Uh, but my, my number five is really going to surprise you. Um, <laughs> the Bears. Jordan Howard. Uh, I, I hate to throw him in the top five. I mean, I like guys like Kamara. I actually like Jordan Howard better than I like uh, Barkley because of the offensive line. Yeah. 
Um, but the the way that that defense has improved, uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going to have to take a step forward because unlike Ezekiel, I don't think that Jordan Howard is that type of running back that if you load up if you load up the box. But again, you got Trey Burton. You got the rookie receiver that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, I just, it's just a hunch play. I'll say that. But he is a very solid back. Um, that's that was my number five, Jordan Howard. I mean, he already plays. He's he's a heck of a football player anyway. I mean, he's going. If you get him in the set, late second, early third, was where he's been going. And you already got one of the top four backs. Be happy, and, and like you can't go wrong with taking Kamara there, Christian McCaffrey. That's a lot of people are high on him. Christian McCaffrey is going to get the boatload, but he does have a player in C.J. Anderson behind him. So keep that in mind. I want to correct something I said earlier because now you bring him up, and I was actually wrong. It wasn't Te- Tevin Coleman went to Indiana. But Tevin Coleman was not the one that trained. It was Jordan Howard that transferred from UAB. Okay. So good. that that was I, once you said his name, and I was like, no, that was. But still, that him in the backfield with Lamar would still have been ridiculous because Jordan Howard had a good year. Had a good year at Indiana as well. Have I named any U of L players in in in, in, in this preview? No. Three IU players have came out of my mouth. Yeah, it's that's well, crazy. and if you count Antoine Rendell, that yeah. would be four. Yeah. That so. Yeah, that that's that's the one that transferred from UAB. So before anybody texts me and says, "Hey, you were wrong. Right. Tevin Coleman didn't go to you," I, I correct it later. So keep listening, even though this is <laughs> way later in the in the podcast. I remembered it. Good. I, and then Good. I I looked it up just to just to say because you were in the middle of a thought. I was like, "Wait, I think it was actually Jordan Howard." I looked it up. It was actually Jordan Howard that transferred from UAB. So still, I would have rather had I would have rather have had Jordan Howard than Jamar Staples still yes. because Jordan Howard was. Well, it's fantastic. And what Jordan Howard's, what, second, third year now? Third, yes. So this is his third year. Yes. This so is he would have – I feel like he would have been there with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we would have had him with Lamar. It would have been. That, and that still would have put us over the edge maybe for Clemson. Yes. That's – something we, we missed was a running back that was dynamic like Jordan Howard was. Well, you, you know, he doesn't catch a lot of balls um, so far, um, but – uh, Charles Nagy, and I wrote on it on your page, uh, he was the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, um, in which Doug Peterson was the year before who went on to win a Super Bowl for Philadelphia. I don't, just, I don't think that they're... keep it with these subtle jabs. <laughs> <laughs> Indirectly, you just keep it with the Garoppolo thing and the... Winning Super Bowls for well, Eli Manning well, and then the yeah, Doug Peterson you thing. Know, I can't say anything about the Steelers beating y'all, so yeah. I've got to, <laughs> so, got to take it where I can get it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, That's kind of funny. So you, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the the offensive coordinator there, um, taking over in in Chicago. Yes, he said he believes he can catch footballs. I mean, they have a dynamic kid who who they actually. Uh, they kind of gave him Lamar's nickname since he was in the NFL. Uh, what what do we what do they call Lamar? Uh, human joystick. Yeah, the human video game. Yeah. They call it they call Tariq Cohen the human joystick, uh, which is kind of the same thing, but not really. Uh, I guess. 
that have you seen him play? I have. I have yeah. watched three three Cohen play. Okay, yeah, he's he's unbelievable. But I mean, he's a strictly a third down back. I don't think that Jordan Howard is going to lose that much work to him. Uh, they really believe in Jordan Howard, so. Like I say, you're going to get him in the second round. By no means, I, I wouldn't take him in my top five. Although, I do expect that type of production. At, at worst, I believe he's a top ten back this season. Uh, their defense has just improved dramatically. They're in a very tough division. The only team that might not have got better in that division would be Green Bay, and Green Bay is still the favorite to win that division. Minnesota, I think, is going to slip, and I don't mind saying it now that Teddy's gone yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, if anybody was going to sign him to a one-year deal, it should have been the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, let, you let go of Case Keenum. Bradford, Bradford's gone, too, and you're not going to give him a shot, at least? Like, Really? They gave Everything Kirk he went Cousins through. ninety million guaranteed. Yeah, and I've Let's, never been big on Kirk Cousins. I haven't. I mean, I Kirk Cousins is a guy. Hey, he's got two of the top fifteen receivers, one of the top ten tight ends. They got a, a dynamic running back in Dalvin Cook. His backup, Latavius Murray, is a pounder too. So, yeah, I mean. I think he's a glorified version of Case Keenum, personally. I mean, I've never seen anything out of him that says, oh, with the right team, he could be the best ever. I just, I don't see that out of yeah. him, personally. But at the same time, I don't think he's terrible. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not a, <laughs> although I would take Kirk Cousins in the 14th round. So, yeah. like, if you don't have a quarterback early, Kirk Cousins is on my radar. He's actually top ten play, maybe. So, you can draft a guy like Kirk Cousins in the 14th round, especially if you don't believe anything we're saying here. <laughs> and But take him, for sure. You know, don't, don't be worried about the quarterback position because that's a lot of weapons to have. Yeah, so, uh, we were just – there's a lot of stuff that's been in here that I feel like a lot of people are going to get some good stuff from because there's a lot of things in here. But I'll start with this one. Who who do you think that a lot of people are overrating that is somebody that you're not real high on? Like I I think I told you I told you a guy the other day that I wasn't real high on, uh, or actually I told you today I don't and. You were saying, well, he's got great hands, and he's playing with, you know, I, even though I, I I love Drew Brees, I actually had Brees is my fifth quarterback. I don't know why I'm just not real big on Michael Thomas. Yeah, I. Well, you know, my original bust was Jarek McKinnon, which is a lot of I realize a lot of viewers may not understand know who he is. They probably they probably do. If they play football, listen, watch football, they know who he is. Yeah. But he's the guy who kind of saved Minnesota's season last year. At running back, um, and then he, he's in San Francisco he this broke year. Out. Yeah, and then he tore, course, his ACL. tore his ACL. I actually had him as my bust, uh, but you, you can't do that now. Uh, the guy I'm worried about the most, and I love this kid. Loved him last year. Like drafted him <laughs> in a couple of leagues late. Um, 
Kareem Hunt. I, early in the summer, I was really, really high on Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is. I'm just there's something there. I'm not. I can't. I can't touch it. But the other thing is, uh, all the games last year that Kareem Hunt rushed for under 50 yards, and that falls directly on Andy Reid, the head coach. For some reason, they're they're getting Eric Berry back, which he's their safety. He's fought cancer. He uh, he tore his Achilles last year against you all in the first yeah. game. He makes a big difference on defense, but he he's not eleven guys. They're gonna have to score score the football, and I don't know. I I just don't think he's gonna live up to the. I don't think he's gonna win the rushing title again. I somehow I think they blow it with Kareem Hunt a little bit. I'm not sure what's gonna happen there, but he's kind of a guy I'm a little bit down on. I, and these lists, all the lists. I mean, you I mean, would Yahoo think, here has him at seven. So, but you would think, you know, a guy who won the rushing title his rookie year was only was only going to improve, and that's actually the highest I've seen him is your list right there. Yeah, that's insane. He's a second year guy. He's still improving. Um, that being said, Kansas City always or Andy Reid always has a thousand thousand yard rusher every year. You can look it up every single year. He has always had a thousand yard rusher. All the way back his days with Philly, like Deuce Staley. Um or, yeah. Just I mean, the names would never end with him. I, he'll get a thousand yards. I just for guys expecting him to be the savior or whatever, I don't think he's that this year. So I, it's hard for me to call him a bust. And the other guy I was going to say was, um, which is, he's not really high on people's lists. Like I, like I told you, it's hard for me to do this because I, I try to, uh, I'm a fan, so yeah. I try to be objective. But this guy, you don't like him either. Um, Devin Funches. Yeah. I, I mean, he's going before Larry Fitzgerald in some of my drafts. And I'm like, oh my God. This guy just took Devin Funches before Fitzgerald. This this Yahoo wants to where you just said that that was the highest that Kareem Hunt was rated. Actually has Funches ahead of your guy that you said is your was your biggest sleeper in wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, some of the guys that he's in front of, uh, I know he's suspended for four games, but Julian Edelman, uh, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, trust me, take Edelman for 12 games over Funches for 16. Just, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> uh, another one, Cooper Cup, which I've heard some people heard some people take. They've got three really talented wide receivers to go with the best running back in football. So it's hard. But the, to, to, to go along with your point. Cooper is a second-year no, guy. No, I'm saying with the, with the Patriots yes. trading people away, they did trade away Cooks. Yes. And, I mean – the the writing on the wall normally for something like that, he's not going to be as good as what he was. And he wasn't even really that great for us well, anyway. Well, you know, I got the, the, the leading receiver for him last year 
was not Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was the third best receiver, and he is now the wide receiver number two in Kansas City, and a lot of people are drafting him pretty high. Yeah. But the leading wide receiver for them was Robert Woods. Yeah. But they've already, this is his contract year, and they're not re-signing him. So, the writing's kind of on the wall, and they've already re-signed Cooks to an extension. Yeah. So... You, you think that they're going to go all in with Cooks? Kind of, but I, I, I can see them. I would trust the Robert Woods over Cooks, personally. Yeah. Or, or definitely Cup. Uh, because they've been there. They've played with him. But he does add that speed element, you know, on the outside. Uh, Sammy Watkins is kind of just inconsistent, man. He's one of those dudes that I... I had to have him every year. It's like, this is going to be the year he breaks out. This is going to That was the same way. I, I don't. I finally believe, gave I, up on him about two years ago. I don't yeah. believe it anymore. I, and he, he's talented. He's unbelievably talented. I just, I don't know what the reasoning is. I mean, he and, didn't he and Martavis Bryant play together at Clemson? They were both, they're both Clemson guys. Yeah. Yeah. But another guy, just to mention somebody else that Funches is ranked ahead of, is Will Fuller. Will Fuller at Houston. Well, uh, <laughs> Well, you know, it, I'm just I, I'm just mentioning guys that well, you know that, that we, could be decent players. And Will Fuller, Will Fuller is a third year guy, and they say that the third year is the year, especially for wide receivers. Uh, I was going to get to the point earlier with tight ends. The year that tight ends usually break out age wise is 26 years old. I don't know where I read that fascinating fact. But they had all this documentation of it and all the names that you've seen, like Gates and Witten and all these people. It's like, wow, 26, huh? So I wish I had maybe you guys just get in your book and check out the ages of yeah. a tight end and a guy who's maybe kind of been on the brink. If he's 26 and he's enticed you some, maybe take that, take that tight end, but I understand what you're saying as far as wide receivers. By the way, Alshon Jeffrey uh, did not get put on the pup list, uh, which he would have to miss six games, but he's not going to play at least two, maybe four. Oh, just to mention, he's also ranked at, Devin Funches is also ranked at him on here as well. So, there's there's a handful of guys there behind your guys as one of the bigger busts that, or one of the guys that you don't know, you don't understand why people are hot. That right there shows you some of the guys he's ranked ahead of and people. Yeah, I'm just, I, I don't know what it is. He, he's not a bad football player, but he's, I, I mean, I see a lot of a lot of guys that play for big money on Twitter, and, and they, you know, they actually talk about fantasy football for a living, which is awesome. Uh, but they're, they're in love with him. And I'm like, A, if, if the tight end's healthy, he's the number one option. B, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey, Cam, running the ball. And then, if they're behind, because they have a decent defense, um, maybe Devin Funches. But I'm not sold on him. Never have been. Just uh, He's an average wide receiver at best to me. And it's, it's pretty bad. I didn't realize this, that their number one receiver is ranked 32. So I mean he's still far back, but 
That's pretty bad when your number one receiver is. So right. I know you have two number. There's two number two receivers ahead of them, which would be either Diggs or Thielen, whoever Thiel, you yeah, rate higher. Thiel, Diggs and Thielen are actually 11, 12. So and Juju would be rated above him, I'm guessing. Uh, yes, he is at 16 actually. I, I didn't give you my sleeper running back, but I know you know who he is as well. He's a Seattle Seahawk, Chris Carson. Um, he was a seventh-round pick last year. He won the job out of camp. Uh, kid can do it all. Uh, you're going to get him later also. I mean, and by later, people are starting to know about him. But you may get him in round seven or eight and be happy if you do. They did draft a, a back in the first round, Rashard Penny, who I love. Um, but this guy has taken his game up another level. He got hurt in the fourth game of the season last year. Uh, and he was off to a fantastic start. He's really somebody to watch out for. And he's going to help. He's going to help QB3 Russell Wilson just a little bit, maybe just enough to keep him honest. Um, so I think that's going to help. help. But like I say, just if you hadn't heard of him, if you hadn't seen anything on him, give him a look in round seven or eight and roll with it. Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson's out there now. Uh, San Francisco's running back situations unsettled and uh, they they you, now you, have Alfred Morris. You think AP kind of wishes he waited a little bit longer to go to San Francisco? <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, I think AP uh, AP could do some things in Washington because Washington's offensive line when it's healthy is very physical. Now, he went to Arizona last year and he had a couple big games and it's it's you know, he's 33. Uh, and he's had, he's been injured, but you know they're only they're going to ask him to run the ball on first and second down. Thompson's going to come in on third down. Yeah. Um, so can he run the ball twenty times a game? I tell you what, if they keep him upright, yes, he can. And so those are. What I'm saying is take Chris Carson before you take AP, and I actually trust AP. Yeah. Um, a little. I mean, I, I can believe he'd give you a great journeyman type of year. Um, but actually, I think that Chris Carson's going to have a really good season. It just kind of surprised you. And earlier in the summer, he was rated as like running back 50. And now he's actually moved up into the 50s of the overall 150 list. So 30 on here, actually. He, so he's yeah. So see, he he's crept up some lists. Um, a lot of people won't go by it. They're gonna. They know Penny got drafted there, and that's who they're gonna draft. Uh, Peyton Barber starts in Tampa Bay. It's just another little one I'm gonna throw out there for you. He, he came on and started over Doug Martin last year. Doug Martin's no longer with him. But Tampa drafted Ronald Jones. And people are drafting Ronald Jones in my drafts over Peyton Barber. I, I, I do get that the, there's upside. But he rushed. 
he rushed more times than he got yardage. I think he rushed 16 times and got 15 yards. Ronald Jones the third. The back out of USC. Peyton yeah. Barber is the starter. He's not dynamic. He's not a really a third down. Catch the ball out of the backfield back. He's a solid starter. If, if you do those drafts where you try to get three receivers first, don't worry about it. If you get Peyton Barber in the eighth round, be happy. Ninth round, be happy. I kind of he's ahead of AP to me, but I could understand going either way there. Yeah, you know. So I like Carson quite a bit more than those guys. Just back with that. So, so if you if you had to pick one, or, or maybe a couple of rookies. Uh, that you think is going to have a that you think is going to have a big year. Who who would you take in that aspect? I mean, obviously, me saying Saquon Barkley at, as my fifth running back. That's obviously somebody that I threw in there. Right. I'm sure he's going to be up there for you, in in some of these conversations. But who's a, who's a guy that someone can say, hey, if he's still there late in the draft, Saquon Barkley's going to go first or second round in pretty okay. much every draft you're going to see. But somebody that's, that they can maybe grab late in the draft that's a rookie. That not a lot of people are going to see. Oh goodness! Well, see, that's the way. That's what I was going to say. Is these drafts have been totally flip flop because everybody wants the next Kareem Hunt, the next Alvin Kamara. Yeah. To where these guys, because they were drafted at a certain certain spot in the draft, they're not even paying attention to. They're not starting. They're not looking good. So those type of sleepers are actually not sleepers anymore. Yeah. Actually, the sleepers are guys who've been there for maybe one or two years and only played a few games and have looked good. Um, but I was going to say my most outstanding rookie, um, which it, it's hard to rate him in the top ten. It, it, it's hard to say. I, I believe so. But Royce Freeman for Denver. He's a running back out of Oregon. And he is a bruiser, but he's a one-cut back like they are used to having. He's not going to catch the ball out of the backfield a whole lot. Um, I just wanted to say him. I actually think he's going to be the rookie of the year. So Okay. And that's so, over so Saquon, that, the number on, two pick overall. That's on record there. He's, he's um, calling Royce Freeman as the rookie of the year. But a, but a guy a guy late, and you know about him, uh, as far as a rookie, I, I've been on him for a long time. Anthony Miller, the <laughs> this is a guy. This is a guy that you have that you brought up to me during the draft that that you were talking about that you were real big on, and it just so happens that he plays for the team that's been pretty much <laughs> the uh, you would you would think that hearing this episode. That you were a Bears fan? Yes, you would. Yes, but you would. he's not a Bears fan. He is a Steelers fan, which is surprising because he dropped Le'Veon so far down. and He put Jordan Howard in his top five, and now he has Anthony, a, a Miller. Anthony Miller as as a rookie that that you should look at. Well, you know, I watched him play. I actually watched – you know, I don't watch a whole lot of college football. I outside, watch it. outside of Louisville, yeah. Yeah, I watch it for scouting. Uh, you know, if I hear about a guy or whatever, well, I actually seen Anthony Miller before I heard of him. And then Memphis was on the next week. I said, oh, I want to watch that Miller kid. And then so I was like, where is he ranked at? He's a senior. And he wasn't ranked anywhere. And I was like, so then, you know, I'm on I'm on here with a bunch of big-time scouts and everything else on Twitter. They don't pay no attention to me, really. But I'm like, 
eventually they did because I'm like, hey, Anthony Miller's not on your list. This guy reminds me of Antonio Brown. Like, I've never seen anybody catch the ball in traffic like him. Now, Chicago did sign uh, the, the really talented wide receiver out of Jacksonville who was hurt last year. Uh, you can look his name up, too. Allen Robinson. Yeah. They signed him to a huge contract. Like I said, they signed Trey Burton, too. Trey Burton is healthy. Allen Robinson's health's been up and down so far. So, Anthony Miller, you can kind of grab him late. Um, I'll throw a running back out there, but if you all follow Matthew Berry, because I feel like all the other names you're going to kind of know. I love Carrion Johnson for Detroit. I'm not sure what they're going to do. In Detroit, who they're going to start, I do love Carrion Johnson. Yeah. He's great. Uh, That's a kid from Auburn, right? Yes, and yeah. he, he reminds me of Le'Veon, and I hate that. Um, but Matthew Berry is on Kalen Ballage. So far, he's been undrafted in three of my leagues. He is the backup to Kenyon Drake. But do expect this. Expect Miami to be terrible. And... Expect this kid to get his chance maybe in the second half of the year. He's a big physical running back, but he is explosive. I mean, he is really talented. If he, he it's a pretty deep class. It's, it, I, I can't say that it's better than the year before. That I, I just don't think you're going to get that type of production, especially with guys getting knocked out of there. But Royce Freeman, if you, a lot of you guys haven't seen him, you're going to like him. Carry on, Johnson. I'm just worried about Detroit. They're usually dysfunctional. Uh, if they weren't, I think he would already been named the starter. He's looked by far the best. But, of course, Detroit should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl because you're old guy. Yeah. Um, Matt Patricia. No. Oh, you're not talking. LeGarrette Blunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot he went there. Yeah, Legarrette Blunt. So, Legarrette Blunt went undrafted. I mean, I, I I believe he's starting right now in Detroit. Um, but Kalen Kalen Ballage is a is a running back's name. Um, you please don't draft any quarterbacks unless you got a sleeper keeper type league or you're doing dynasty or something like that. Then by all means, take Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Maybe even Baker Mayfield. Lamar's got huge upside, of course. But uh, yeah, he's gotta reach that point. So we're almost to the end here, but I wanna I wanna this is the question that I said I was gonna bring up to okay. you. What is met one, maybe two, I mean you may have a couple of them. What is a big thing that you see guys do or that you see people do in drafts that you don't that you would give advice to not to do? Like one of them you mentioned earlier was drafting two quarterbacks, or or you know, or even like drafting that. a quarterback early. Yeah. So what it what is something that you a big a couple maybe a couple of mistakes or big mistake that you see people make in drafts that that you would give advice to not doing? Hmm. Well, I I really need to think about that for a minute. Like I said, there's there's. You got to go with your strategy. You know, your strategy is going to be different than mine. And again, draft players you like. It doesn't matter what they're rated on a piece of paper. Those guys don't really know anything more than you do. Um, 
especially if you keep up with it every day um, or all the time. Should I say pet peeve or? Yeah, I mean, you it, even if it's your pet peeve, I mean, because, I mean, that's still something that you don't do in the draft. I, I know you, I, I don't do it either, but I the the people that draft two quarterbacks that are, and they're drafting one as their backup, for me, I'm always the guy, draft your number one quarterback, and then find a guy that's just decent, that's going to, can get you the points for the, for the bye week, and then drop him. Right, right. That's something. Because, like I said, you can always cut. Like, uh, you know, we got two guys. I got Galladay late in three drafts. Or really for a dollar in an auction draft. Which, do you know Kenny Galladay? I do, He's the third receiver for Detroit. Um, But he was a rookie last year. And if you look at him physically, he's like one of the top ten guys. He looks like he could... He looks great. Uh, he, they don't have a tight end. Uh, they let him go, Ebron. And to be honest, I don't even know who their starting tight tight end is going to be. I heard it's going to be a blocking row, but I mean, if you're talking about taking Andy Dalton over a guy with huge upside like Kenny Kenny Holiday, who might get a hundred targets, I'd say take Holiday all day. So. I'm still going to say it's, it's it's take quarterback early because it's such a deep position. I understand why you did it. Yeah. Um, and I understand sometimes guys are just your guy and you want them on your team. So yeah. I, I can understand it, but know at the end of the year that it might cost you a championship. Uh, but being on top of the waiver wire, um, I, there's so many leagues that I'm in that maybe two people – it's almost like they're on auto pick the rest of the year. It's like, did you think you're just going to show up at the draft and win this whole thing? Because that rarely happens. Yeah. You know, you you might have sixty percent of your roster left, and if you do, then you're a pretty good GM to be honest with you. You you did a great job at drafting, so you're going to have to stay active. Uh, but I don't know. A lot of people are just on different. Um, levels of as far as drafting, so it's kind of hard to pick on guys. Uh, as far as you know, their strategies. I mean, it, it, I I do it. I'm just picking. You know, I'm just messing with them. So <laughs> that now you did have a guy that drafted with McKinnon in the first round or second, second round. round. Yes, Jarek McKinnon in the second. This was pre. Yeah, this yes, was pre ACL. Two weeks ago, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's terrible. That's so maybe that could maybe that could be your advice before even if you didn't don't draft Jarek McKinnon in the first round. <laughs> oh god, or second round. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm mean, very important. Check your check the injuries, you know, I mean and and actually the news broke right before our draft on Saturday and um I didn't tell everyone in the room, and I kind of felt bad about it a little bit. I kind of wanted to, and then uh, our commissioner drafted McKinnon in the sixth round, and you know, once it's wrote on the big board, it's over. That your pick is there in that league. That's just the way it is, and uh, he wasn't happy that everybody <laughs> was laughing at the end. So don't be that guy. Don't draft Jarek McKinnon tomorrow uh, unless you're willing to wait eight to nine weeks to see if he's okay or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, 
There's there's a lot of good stuff in this. I, I think um, a long it, episode. Yeah, this is by far the longest episode I've had. Um, even if it's if you've already done your draft, there's a lot of guys in here that, like you said, that you've mentioned that have gone undrafted. Right. And could still be in your waiver wire. Right. Look for those guys. Yes. Look yes. for those guys because there's some guys in here that he's mentioning that there was a there was not. I'm putting them up on that board uh, last week, and they're like. You're going to take him? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take him. Right. Like, my guy, I actually got uh, John Ross with my very last pick of the draft. Yes. And he didn't even have a sticker in, in the yeah. in the draft board that we had. I had to write his name on, on the sticker and put it on there. So, that, I mean, I'm sure he's available in all those. He's available uh, in most leagues. Yes, he is. And that's a guy that could – now, it, he's not guaranteed by any means because, like you said, he's – Marvin Marvin Lewis has got a short leash, and he's, you know, he but he's not a rookie really, anymore. Yeah, so. But the kid coming out of college ran a four two two forty, and the person he is has been compared to by all accounts. Uh, he's as mean as a snake. It's an old country saying, I guess my dad used to say it. Yeah. But Steve Smith is who he's compared to. So if you think of a young Steve Smith. Just saying, gambling, 16th round, backup quarterback, or a young Steve Smith. Yeah, I'm going to go with the young Steve Smith. I'm going to try him. Yeah. And, and if he's terrible after a week or two, I'll cut him. Yeah. Your quarterback's not going to have a bye until week four or week five. Yeah, so, I mean, we're not saying draft John Ross in the sixth or seventh round. No. We're saying, hey, if you got last pick there, you're in the last round, John Ross is still available. It's not going to hurt you to take a chance on him. And See what he's like on Sunday. Yeah, because, I mean, the day before I drafted him, he had a, what, 75-yard touchdown for them? Yeah. And he made, like, three people miss on the goal line while he was running yeah. it in. The two guys that he caught it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's He's got unreal speed. The kid can, the kid can play. And yes. he's going to do nothing but benefit being on the other side of the field from A.J. Green. Right. So – at, at least take a chance on him at the end of at the end of your draft. That's or, if, what I did. or if you've already drafted and and you might need a need a receiver like like you can like you said like somebody even though he's not a rookie, um, you know a lot of people may not have heard of him and, and he's a he's worth a gamble. You yeah. know it, it's just worth it versus like I said taking. I, I see. I have seen this happen. I've seen people take two great quarterbacks early like, for trade bait. I'm not trading you anything for one of those guys because eventually you're stuck. Yeah. So do not draft Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and expect somebody to give you a ransom for it because I'm not. That's the reason why most people, a lot of people, don't draft QBs early because. Like I said, it's kind of the deepest position. You you know you're gonna, you know you're gonna get a star there, uh, or maybe not a star because there's none bigger than those two guys. But you're gonna get somebody productive, and the and the points differential. The only thing closer is kicker, yeah, than QB. It's just there's those few years. Was it was it. Time it threw for 50 TDs that year? Who was it? Yeah, it was the year uh, Moss broke the touchdown record. Now, you uh, know, 
But Peyton did as well. He he was close to yeah when he. Uh, year of they course, to, you know those two years. Yeah. All right. You know. All right. Maybe should have took QB a little higher. But beside that. Yeah. So, guys, again, like I said, it's my longest episode we've had. Over two sorry. hours, actually. No, sorry. not a problem at all. I mean, the people that listen to it, I actually had a buddy text me today. Said, "Man, when's the next episode? I need some list to on a on a, on a uh, road trip." Well, here you go, John. This one's two hours and ten minutes long. <laughs> We're gonna get you home and back, John. Yeah. So this one, this one's gonna be good. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. There's, there's, uh, yeah, like a a lot of guys that you probably haven't heard of. I mean, some of you guys haven't heard of that that was listed on here. Take a look at them. If they're still available, pick them up. Pick them up because there's. I, I trust what he's saying in this. I've I've used a lot of his information in the past and. Uh, he he's he's done me pretty well. I appreciate the shout out. Yeah, so uh, I appreciate coming on again. Yes, so thank you, thank you. Always, always fun to to get out here. I mean, I, I, it's a long drive, but anytime <laughs> we get together, it's always a good time. So guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Uh, I'll probably have another episode later on this week. Maybe either previewing the game Saturday or talking about the game Saturday. It's not. I mean, it's Indiana State, but uh, it's going to be good to see us hopefully on the right side of the score like it was last week yeah so yeah i we, we the whole time we've been talking they've been showing we sports center's been on mute oh they, they've God. shown the alabama <laughs> stuff probably six or seven times and it's it's it was tough to watch in person yeah. and it the fact that I, it keeps being rehashed in my mind i'm so glad i wasn't there yeah <laughs> i now i am gonna say this because i've been asked it a lot you didn't ask me it but before anyone else asks me again, no, I do not regret going. I still had a fantastic time. I knew better than that. I would still go if I knew the outcome was going to be that. Even though people think that I would be nuts, I would still go. Because as long as I've been a fan, and you can say the same thing, or you can attest to the same thing, we've been wanting to be at the level of playing teams like this. Oh, yes. And we're playing teams like this. We played Auburn. We're playing them. We put we open this the season next year with Notre Dame. We're playing teams like that now. I want to be a part of. It. I want to be there. Like I just want to see. Even yeah, I know it wasn't the best game at all. It was one of the worst games that I can remember in the times that I've watched Louisville football. But still, I, I wanted to be there. Yeah, I mean, you you don't turn your chance down at a championship fight. Yeah, and that's what that's compared to. You know, you just don't. If you're if you're any type of competitor, which you know UFL wants to be that in all sports, we want to be, you know, we want to be up there. So you don't you don't you don't turn down a chance at the championship, you know, at a championship fight, and that, I'll call it that because you know it was the first game of the season. But to me, they're clearly the the number one team in the country. I think they I think they showed it. Uh, their classes. They're just, I mean, they have second and third string kids that are just unbelievable. Yeah. It, it, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy to see in person. But, no, I don't regret going. So, I've had three or four people ask me. People stopped asking me. I was, I'm not ashamed. And I'm not, I don't regret going. I had a good time. So, keep liking, keep sharing. I'm going to keep putting these episodes out. Um yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this one. Hopefully you get to listen to this whole thing. And <laughs> even if you've already drafted, 
hey, you're going to get some guys to pick up on the waiver wire, I'm sure. I'm sure we named at least one or two guys that aren't drafted in your league that you can get. And maybe you have Devin Funches on your team that you can go ahead and drop him. <laughs> for, <laughs> so, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully you'll, you'll get some good stuff from this one later on.